On Vermeer, Jin and Gortney finally faced their greatest enemy, Analysis Paralysis. I mean, uh, Saren. Though he slipped through their fingers yet again, the Shepherds came one step closer to uncovering his true goals. Unfortunately, it came at a heavy price. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And today on the podcast, we are playing more Mass Effect, the original. Uh, We are playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We are going to be talking about, quote-unquote, Chapter 5, Mission 5, I guess, Vermeer. We're finally here, folks. We made it. Yeah, if you have not played this chapter or have not played this game and you want to play it, I would say this is the off-ramp. Yeah. Um, If you've listened to the other episodes, that's fine. Do not listen to this one until you do it. Yeah, if you want to go in completely unspoiled or mostly unspoiled for the best parts, just stop. Please, I'm begging you. This is... (laughs) The best part of the video game. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a good part of the video game. Um, so if if you're if you're piecing out now, goodbye. I'll see you soon. We love you. We love you, Kim. Mm-hmm. You've got some bullshit. I know you do. I do. <laughs> um, I messaged you when I thought of this one. I messaged you and told you that I had a very quote abstract idea. Right. This one came to me while I was making dinner one night. Mm-hmm. I would like to discuss with you which. Mass Effect squad mates are which pasta shapes? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me pull up my pasta shapes <laughs> on Google <laughs> so I don't miss any. We are getting really in the weeds. We got Cavatappi. We got just kidding. No, we don't. Is Cavatappi even a. Cavatappi is. Yeah, it's like that swirly. It's like if you took a bunch of elbows and connected them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I love Cavatappi. Cavatappi is really good for like a, a mac and cheese it's situation. A solid one, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm a Bucatini um, bitch, personally. Anyway. Bucatini. Okay. Uh, okay. You're going to need to, you're going to need to start these off. So that way. All right. Here we go. Okay. Um, starting off easy. Starting off slow. <laughs> starting off easy. <laughs> with the pasta shapes, clearly. We're starting with Caden. Okay. Caden's a rigatoni. Nothing fancy. Classic. Mm. Dependable. Can't go wrong. Easy to love, in my opinion. Yeah. Underrated, maybe. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you the underrated for sure. I was going to say, I think that he's just... Just a spaghetti. Just a spaghetto. Just a spaghetti. Yeah, a spaghetti. A spaghetto. A single spaghetti. <laughs> a single spaghetti. One spaghetti. <laughs> um, uh, that or like a linguine or something. Just like 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 a, a regular long guy. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Do you think that the uh, ridges on the rigatoni are like a little bit too much to be representative of Caden? The ridges and like the circular shape is a little too like flashy. <laughs> too complicated. <laughs> It's too, it's too complicated. I was I was about to say maybe like a maybe he's like a lasagna sheet, but that I was about has, to say the same thing. It does thing. have those little like wiggly edges. Okay, but hear me out. Hear me out. Uh-huh. Hear me out. Lasagna probably the most basic in terms of like creating the shape because you just flatten it out and boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. But 
It's got a little, it's got a little squiggle on the side, which is a little interesting <laughs> because Caden is a little interesting. He's a little interesting. He has killed a man. <laughs> he has killed a man. I mean, he's killed a he lot did. of people, but. <laughs> oh, that's fair too. But yes, he did. He did a full biotic punt kick right to the yeah. teeth. So I think, I, I think I'm going to, this is where I'm going to stay is, is lasagna for Caden. Lasagna. I okay. I can, yeah. No I nonsense. A little bit flashy on the sides, but nothing, nothing wild. You know, okay. uh, and also you wouldn't eat it on its own. Yeah, I, I think I'm fully on board. I think you're right. Okay. Um, man, I don't know if you're going to like my next one then. Uh-huh. So next up, I have Garrus. Mm. I have Garrus as a, a penne. Okay. Similar to the rigatoni and that is classic. It's reliable. Garrus is like the quintessential Mass Effect squad mate but a Mm -hmm. little sharp around the edges. Mm -hmm. Penne Mm -hmm. has those little points on each end. It's like a pointy rigatoni. You don't look convinced at all. I'm just thinking, I'm I'm looking at this types of pasta (laughs) image that I found on Mm Pinterest.com. The the authority Um, on pasta shapes. uh, Clearly. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that Garrus might be a rotel, which is like, it kind of looks like a wagon wheel. Oh! It's like if you took a rigatoni and then made like a wagon wheel shape mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. of it, because I think that kind of is that kind of is uh, Garrus's vibe is like on the outside. He's just a, I mean, he's a good looking fella, he's um, a good looking fella, but he is pretty plain. If I'm being honest in this game, in this game. Sure. And if you're looking at it from the side, you'd say, oh, that's just kind of a, a stout rigatoni. <laughs> but then if you turn it and you look on the inside, you see, oh, wow, there's a really interesting pattern in there. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot going on in there this. Is in this p- piece of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, why does it sound like I was the one that came up with this bullshit? And because been this is actually, this. I think low key, this is the new, like, Oh, what's your sign? What's your, what's your, what's like Myers Briggs? No, what's your pasta shape? Because this can get really deep. I found when I was doing yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I'm on into like, this is all off the dome and I'm kind of concerned by how, <laughs> How, how like justifiable my opinions are. Mm-hmm. I don't think but it's yeah, cause I, for concern. I think you should embrace it. <laughs> um, it's either that either Rotel or like, or like something like a, like a, a, a Rotini or a Facili or something like, like a mm. regular one that's just kind of spun. So it's like a, a little interesting, but I think, I think Rotel is, is where my heart is, is leading me. Yeah. I actually, uh, I'll tell, I'll tell you when I get there, but I have someone mm. else assigned to the Rotini. Sure. But it's not the next person. The next person, <laughs> Ashley. Ashley is an mm. elbow macaroni. Mm. You have it in a mac and cheese. It's fine. It's a serviceable pasta shape. But after a certain year age, you're kind of like, are we really still doing this? Mm. It's a little juvenile. feels a little dated. You want something mm. a little more sophisticated, a little more nuance. Mm-hmm. 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 Like a cavatappi. Yeah. She's like the crafty Z Mac. I'll give you that. And then I think that also goes, I think that also goes well with her, uh, her like American dream, not American dream, but like her like like backstory is very like chicken noodle soup, mm -hmm. like apple pie girl next door. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you elbow. I don't, I don't don't have any, any deeper read on Ashley. Okay. (laughs) I mean, who does, uh, next up, (laughs) you will soon. Don't remind me. (laughs) Next up, we have Liara. Liara is shells, shell pasta. Okay. Um, not only because I'm now realizing the shape of a shell pasta is sort of reminiscent of the shape of an Asari's head, but more so 
you see this in a mac and cheese and you're like, okay, that's kind of basic. I see what we're doing here. But mm. then you take a bite. You're like, hold on. <laughs> this is not the Kraft mac and cheese situation. This isn't Velveeta. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is four cheese restaurant quality. Got some garlic in there. Got some cayenne, some flavor, some sophistication, some elegance. Mm-hmm. 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 It's Liara. Interesting. I, 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 I like that justification a lot. Let me throw, let me throw something at you. Okay. I can't decide which example I want to go with. I think Liara is. <laughs> I think Liara is a ravioli. Okay. Which I don't know if that counts as a shape. Yes. Okay. So I think Liara is a ravioli. You look at a ravioli, you say, I know what to expect. This is pasta. There's some stuff inside. That's fine. But Liara is like, like a lobster ravioli. Oh. Or, or no, sorry. I take it back. Liara is like. Like a pumpkin ravioli, ooh, and like a brown butter, butter sage. sage sauce. Yeah, yeah. I'm on board with this. You see it from a distance. You say that is a regular piece of pasta. That is a regular ravioli. You pop that. You pop. You pop that fucker <laughs> in your mouth, and you're like, I am on a ride. <laughs> this is so interesting. This is so complex in such a, an unassuming little package. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's Liara. Liara is a, is a is a pumpkin ravioli. I can definitely get on board with that. Cool. Um, <laughs> this brings us to our rotini. This is so good. <laughs> this is maybe the best content we've ever made on this show. Can you put like like royalty free like Italian restaurant music in the background? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay, so the rotini. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's Tolly. There's you look at this thing and immediately there's a lot of interest, a lot of intrigue. Mm-hmm. Nooks, crannies, all the sauce and the flavor is up in there. You yeah. just know like every bite is going to be a flavor experience. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, I mean, I'm personally, I, I, this is like a personal bias. I'm not a huge fan of rotini, just as a, as a piece of pasta. I don't know what it is. Wow. I, I think it's just, I, like every time I make rotini, it like, it reaches this stage of like, I don't know. Are you I, cooking I, I, I just it too long? Know. Are you cooking it maybe, too long? Maybe. I, honestly, is I, I try apart? to avoid it. It's not falling apart, but it's just like, it, it looks like it should be so much better than it is <laughs> to me. <laughs> But I agree. You know, all the I pasta agree. for the most part tastes the same, right? It's it's about the sauce. <laughs> yes. Um, hold on. I need to Google something really quick. Um, uh, the level of engagement with this particular yeah, I'm fully locked in. I think maybe I think maybe this might be the time where we point out we are recording at night. We are recording at night. I have a glass of wine. Yes. It's I don't. I'm just I'm just high on pasta. Um, <laughs> Uh, what is this called? Um, okay. I think you're, you're, I think Rotini, you're right for all the right reasons, but I think it is the same, those same reasons, but she is a, 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 a Cascatelli, I guess, which all is right. the new pasta shape that dropped last year. Wait, what? There's a new pasta shape. There's a new pasta shape. Yeah. Just look up new pasta shape on Google images. And it is that that's Tali. Okay. This is not, I don't think this is a new pasta shape. Is it? Uh, it was advertised last year. This this, this company that makes it. I've seen these motherfuckers before. I don't know. I mean, it was new last year oh. or the year before. Wow. But this company has been like sold out since they like dropped the new pasta shape. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is wild. Yeah. So so um, 
Oh my God. <laughs> Coin terms to describe three qualities to talk about pasta shapes. Forkability, how easy it is to get it on your fork. Sauceability, how well sauce sticks to it. And tooth sinkability, how satisfying it is to sink your teeth into. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. And this incredible, is what they amazing. came up with to maximize, I guess, all of those, um, those factors. This is the future. <laughs> anyway. I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think um, she totally has forkability, sauceability, <laughs> and sinkability. Elise <laughs> <laughs> um, Rex. Rex is a tortellini. Okay. Already when you're looking at interesting shape. Mm -hmm. And you know there's something in there. What is it? Mm -hmm. Usually it's cheese, but sometimes there's other things in the tortellini. Could be anything. Could be anything. Once you take a bite... You get to the center, you realize there's some real substance to this thing. Mm -hmm. That's Rex. Yeah. A little chewy. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Great in a soup. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that's <laughs> Rex, a but. Soup? Huh? Yeah, tortellini soup? soup? Yeah. Shit's good. Holy you shit. You should try it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should. What else, <laughs> I is in, that was, what else is in the soup? Uh, my mom used to make it with, uh, it was just like a, a regular, you know, chicken or vegetable broth, whatever, and then like spinach and garlic. Okay. It's pretty basic soup, but it had okay. tortellini and it's great. Um, you could probably replace the spinach with like a scroll or something. I'm now, I'm now, mm, <laughs> now very self-conscious. This was like a thing that we would eat <laughs> regularly in my no, house. No, I Googled it. It looks, it, it's a thing and it looks good. It, uh, yeah. I mean, it looks like soup with tortellini in it, I bet. Sure does. Um, which is good. Um, <laughs> Can't go wrong. Great. So yeah, those are all the squad mates as pasta shapes. Yeah. What shape is shepherd? I feel like shepherds, whatever shape you want them to be, right? Whoa. Like you, you, you mold your shepherd like clay, you know, like, yeah. like dough, one might yeah. say. Yeah. Shepherd is, shepherd is your first attempt at homemade pasta. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it might, listen, sometimes it might end up a little basic. Maybe it ends up like a, a big old mess, like a, a gnocchi. I was yeah. going to say a gnocchi originally, oh, and then it was like that involves potato that's like a whole different thing that's a whole thing it's a whole thing don't even bother well well <laughs> well let's no not, i let's like not. it i like okay. it but right. like that feels like start with the it feels the basic it feels weird stuff. to call it a pasta it is a pasta i mean but it's, it's a dumpling, but, you're right. but yeah okay yeah fair enough all right we have all to right, start anyway. a whole different <laughs> podcast about yes, food because apparently we have a lot to talk about there <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on Vermeer. and talk about talk about Vermeer, shall we? Yeah. Holy shit! Holy shit! Uh, so this mission, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh God. So we got a call a while ago, like we said, after we finished the second mm -hmm. mission, that there were some Citadel. They didn't call them spies, but they're Citadel spies much, yeah. <laughs> that were uh, sent down to Vermeer to, you know, do some spying. Um, and they sent a distress signal, uh, extremely broken up distress signal. So they were like, hey, can you go check this out? Mm -hmm. Sure. OK, fine. I will. <laughs> so you show up and Vermeer. Very pretty place. Beautiful. A lot of water, a lot of like lush uh, green mountains, mm -hmm. trees, you know. 
um, these weird little like uh, they looked like jellyfish that were had like four little feet. Yeah, walking like, around. Uh, I think they're supposed to be like crabs. Yeah, they have like one little Crabby eye. Crabs. Um, I did kill the first four that I saw because they do show up as red dots on your map. But then if you go near them, they do not do anything. So I felt bad. Did they show up as red dots? I, th- there were red dots on my map. Oh, and they were in front of me and I was just assuming it was them, but maybe it wasn't them. But I don't think I saw bad guys until I rounded the first corner, but huh. whatever. So I killed a couple and I felt bad. That's OK. There's a lot of them. But yeah, those yeah. guys are shout out to the the big weird crabs on Vermeer. Um, they are cute. They're yeah. really big. Have you did they're you huge. like have your shepherd walk up to one of them? I did. Yeah, they're like they're a, so much bigger than they look from the Mako. Yeah, they're like a shepherd and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh if not big more. boys, big boys uh, with one tiny little eye. The eye is so cute. <laughs> I don't one. think I've ever even noticed the eye. So I'm yeah, it's, they like they like walk in circles. So like you, you kind of get a 360 mm-hmm. view. And, and on one of the parts of the circle, there is like a tinier like little black circle that I think Aww. is supposed to be the eye. It's so cute. OK, <laughs> um, I got to look anyway. <laughs> Um, so you do some driving and you do some shooting and you do some gate opening and yeah, the, the idea is, um, at first the Normandy can't land cause there are these big like defense right, towers. Right, so right. you drop in the shuttle with your little team. I took Tali and Liara, um, right. and, uh, basically drive to the checkpoints and take out the towers and, um, try to reconvene with, uh, the Normandy and this group of spies. Yeah. I'm still I still have such a hard time um, like choosing my squad because my mm-hmm. brain is still on Fire Emblem mode. So I'm like, oh, if I don't take this person, then I'm like locking myself off from some like story stuff or something <laughs> or like our relationship's not going to progress as much. And that is just not a thing in this game. No, it's not. I mean, the only thing you might miss out on is like some unique dialogue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I took I think this this was Tali and Rex. I took Rex. OK, I don't remember why I took Rex. I felt like there was a reason, but we didn't we didn't learn about cool the guy. Yeah, cool guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just because he had the he has the combat, the good combat stat. Yeah. Um, and I didn't need the extra tech because I knew it was going to be just like a running around mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you make your way to the spy camp and you meet Captain Kirahi uh, mm-hmm. and his Solarian scout group. They're yeah, they're a part of the special tactics group, mm. um, which spies. is uh, spies, basically. Yeah. So Solarians are not like a very uh they don't have like a very strong military Mm -hmm. but they are very smart so these guys go and and do reconnaissance and um special tactics group is actually it was like it was uh, i'm trying to remember how i think how to phrase this special tactics group was actually the like beginnings of the specter program oh it was like sort of interesting like spun off of it i guess that they were like oh let's let's adopt this kind of uh you know type of program for on behalf of the citadel that's pretty cool yeah neat so you show up and your whole crew for like one of the first times or like one of the very few mm-hmm. times in this game, your whole crew is like out and about. Right. They're all hanging and chilling like out on the world, which I thought was awesome. That was really yeah. cool. Um, so you walk up to Captain Kirahi with Caden um, and Ashley. The captain tells us that like <laughs> us landing has basically like set off every alarm on this mm-hmm. planet and everybody knows we're here. And we're like, well, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, and he was expecting a fleet. But because we couldn't understand the message, they just sent us. Yes. Um, so he's extremely crabby about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then goes on to tell us about what Saren is doing on this planet, um, which is breeding an army of Krogan 
because mm-hmm. he found some sort of like cure or something. Calling it a cure feels generous. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, th- for all intents and purposes, I think we're meant to understand that it is a cure for the Genophage. Sure. I don't know if there's ever anything um, that we learn differently, no. but I mean, what he's doing here is not like helping the Krogan. He's like, I, right. I want a Krogan army, Yeah, but naturally yeah. <laughs> that attracts Rex's attention. Yes. Mr. I don't care what happens to the Krogan <laughs> has a big soft heart in there. Well, and he's like, hold on. I don't know. I very much care about this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever read Rex as like, like not giving a shit about the Krogan. Like well, he's given up hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. He's given up hope. And so, so given this like small glimmer of hope, he is mm-hmm. like, get yeah. out of my way. We are going to get this fucking cure and we are, we are leaving and we're going to like, you know, mm-hmm. revive my race. My heart goes out to, to poor Rex here. We love um, you, Rex. I love you. And also <laughs> the captain is like so mean to him. He's like, no, absolutely not. The Krogans, you know, did all this bad shit. And, th- and correct me if I'm wrong. This, the, the Salarians are the ones that, created the genophage yes because they of the those wars that i can't remember the name of uh so the they had the word that they use is uplifted the krogan to right. fight in the uh rachni wars, Rachni wars. Um, okay. and after that there were the krogan rebellions where mm-hmm. um the krogans were basically uh they reproduced at a very <laughs> fast rate and are a very aggressive species which obviously again like all of this is not great to be like this whole species shares one or two Mm. like characteristics but for all intents and purposes this is what the story tells us um and so in order to basically prevent the krogan from just sort of taking over they implemented the genophage, mm-hmm. which makes only one out of a thousand pregnancies viable. Yes. So the Salarians already have this like bad blood with the Krogan. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously Captain Karahi is uh, once this thing destroyed and all the Krogan yeah. killed. Um, There's a great moment where Kirahi says, we can't make the same mistake again. And Rex goes, we are not a mistake. Yeah. And holy off. shit, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then uh, basically that conversation ends with like, hey, calm your Krogan friend down. It's like, mm-hmm. OK, well, cool. Um, and then Ashley and Caden both being like, I don't know if we can trust Rex. They're they so angry. Like, OK, mm-hmm. well, um, and then I talked to every other crewmate before I went to go see Rex and they're all basically say the same thing of just like, I don't like Rex being angry. And off in the yeah. background, you hear these like noises which I thought was just like <laughs> like waves crashing on rocks because like you can see that happening in the, in the distance. And then when you round a corner of one of these tents, it is literally just Rex standing there with a fucking shotgun shooting mm-hmm. into the water. Um, yeah. Just because he's a good detail. It's you just been standing there. Yeah. They gave him that little bit of characterization. Just a it's little very good. bit of spice. I love yeah. it. So then you go to talk to him and um, I didn't write down the specifics of this conversation, but mm-hmm. he is basically just like just obviously so angry. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like, look, we I, I am not going to like leave the chance to bring my people back. Like, I'm not just going to leave that and mm-hmm. we can't just destroy this uh, this base. You know, we need to we need to we need to try and get the cure. And like, I agree, like if there is a way to cure the genophage, I think that we should try and get it. Um, mm-hmm. But all the dialogue options that Shepard gets here are not really they don't really lead that way at all, um, which kind of made me a little, little sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did wind up um, talking him down, saying, like, look, these aren't like your Krogan people. These are tools for Saren. Like they, they, mm-hmm. these people aren't the answer 
to like your your problems and stuff like these people are just weapons, unfortunately. And he, then he points a gun at you and it's like, mm-hmm. look, I'm going to do this or I'm not or like you're going to have to kill me. Uh, to which I said, like, wow, oh, man, I really should have said specifically what my answer was. I didn't realize that this was going to be such like a huge thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically was just like, look, like. I will try the best I can, but like there's not really another option here because like the galaxy is at stake. And then he puts his gun down and it's like, you've done more for me than anyone that I would call my family. So, you know, I will I will take your word for it, um, but I'm not like happy about it. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's completely fair. And then I was like, well, this seems like it was a big moment. And I kind of wish that there was a way that I could have like agreed with Rex and then been like, yeah, yeah, we'll try and get the cure and, you know, do this stuff. So I, I went on the wiki, the Mass Effect wiki, um, looked at this conversation and there are a few options, none of which are you agree with Rex and he comes with you. There's just kind of like you talk Rex down and then he comes with you or you shoot him or <laughs> Ashley shoots him. Um mm-hmm. So there's like multiple endings here or multiple instances here where Rex can just die. Yeah. So you knew in advance that there was some big moment with Rex here. Yeah. I was very pleased to find out that you did not realize how high the stakes were. No. So you could sort of have that moment of like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and whether or not you're able to talk Rex down depends on a few things. Yeah. Um, if you do, I believe if you do his um, mission, that's why you get the dialogue that's like, I, you've done more for me right. than my family has. Um, right. I don't think you get that dialogue if, uh, if you haven't done that mission. That makes sense. And that's part of what unlocks that option to, spare him um the other thing is you would have had to have um enough i forget if it's just charm and intimidate or if Mm. it's like a combination of those and enough like paragon renegade points um Mm. or maybe it's just because the paragon and renegade points unlock the charm and intimidate that you need um but that is another way to pass that check essentially Mm -hmm. um and this is I mean, we've seen it sort of throughout the game, but this is the first time I think that you you see it in effect in a really big story moment. Um, and that will continue to be a thing in future games, mm. which, uh, you know, there's something to be said for the way that that kind of constrains the player to certain, you know, like wanting to min max uh, mm. Paragon versus Renegade. But it certainly makes for really powerful story moments. Um, And this is a a big one. And yeah, there is there is no option to to agree with him. I think the idea here is that like you just need to destroy it because you can't take the risk, I guess, of of like not, you know, not stopping Saren. Yeah. But yeah, I can see why that would be unsatisfying. Yeah, a little bit. Genophage is clearly so vile. Um, Yeah. 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 And I want to do something nice for my guy Rex, you know, Yeah, my guy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I knew that was like a decision there that like something was going to happen. I didn't realize that what the consequences were. I thought if I like didn't talk him down, he would just like shoot me maybe and then just like run ahead on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I'm glad that I didn't get him shot. Um, yeah. Fuck. Uh, um, so then you can go back and talk to Kirahi. He's like, OK, cool. Thanks for talking down the Krogan. It's like, OK, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically says, all right, here's our plan. <laughs> so <laughs> we've turned parts of our ship into a bomb and you're going to take that bomb and put it in the center of the base and then we're going to blow it up Mm -hmm. and he said okay 
Uh, and they said, the way we're going to do this, we're going to send you in. You're going to be our shadow team. We're going to send you in. And then me and my squad are going to do like a full frontal assault mm-hmm. <laughs> as a distraction. Yeah. And then you're going to leave. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And what about you? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> since we have taken apart our ship to make it a bomb, mm-hmm. we probably can't leave. Well, uh, not only that, but uh, the forces here, this place is so heavily guarded yeah. that like there's basically no way for all of them to make like they're going to it's it's more or less a suicide mission for them to yeah. even do this this frontal assault to begin with. Yeah. Which is like fucking yeah horrifying yeah um like i don't know i mean this is like we haven't been at like war this whole game like we've talked to soldiers and we've talked to like people Mm -hmm. who have been in war and like you know my shepherd at least was like has the war hero background so like i've heard about the battle at elysium a couple of times you know that's come up Mm -hmm. but this is the first time where it's like okay we are in, we are like at war yeah. um, with Doing Saren and the Claude Gif. von Regan shit. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> create yeah. a distraction and um, yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was like really jarring for me. It was like, oh, the stakes are like I knew the yeah. stakes were like galaxy big, you know, and that's mm-hmm. like one of those the things that you can't really conceptualize because it's just so yeah. big. But when you see this guy and his like 12 dudes, he's like, mm-hmm. we're going to go in and then you're going to do the actual thing and we're probably going to die. That was like fucking blew me away, dude. I yeah. was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, we we talked last time a bit about how the game is really good at like giving you these like there's these big, big stakes, but they personalize it so well that you really mm-hmm. feel the stakes as opposed to like being told like we have to do this to save the galaxy. Right. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like, OK, the galaxy like it right. feels real because it, you you see the sacrifices being made Mm -hmm. um sort of before your eyes yeah so that was that was wild and then also he tells you this plan and he's like i kind of i don't i don't know if i was like too distracted taking a note or whatever but i i missed the bit where he said why he needs to take caden or ashley but he does need to take caden or ashley so i think it's a little hand wavy but i think the idea is that like he wants to split them into teams okay and they um, have to be even which i guess is like the way to sort of like uh, spread them out enough to um to draw enough forces uh away from you know where we're trying to sneak in um and so he's like i just i need someone else to to sort of lead one of these teams Mm. um and i think also it like one of your squad mates i if it's Caden or Ash, it doesn't matter. One of them points out like that's also good because then we can we have like a direct line of communication, mm. you know, between yeah, like you and the our group. So uh, yeah, who'd yeah. you send? I sent Ashley because I think it would have been stupid to have sent Caden <laughs> because <laughs> Ashley is like Ashley is the soldier. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and, like, yeah. It, I did the same thing, um, which I usually do, and I. I was going to switch it up, but I, for another reason that we'll get to, I decided to, to stick with it this time. Mm. Um, but yeah, it also just makes sense. Like she is the soldier. She's artillery. Um, whereas Caden is like, he's a sentinel. He's like a tech guy. Like it makes sense for him to be the one to like arm the bomb. Yeah. She even brings that up. She's Caden's like, okay, I'll go. And she's like, no, you fucking idiot. Like I'm, (laughs) I will fight. I'm infantry. You need like, you need uh, Caden to arm the bomb because you are this person. Mm -hmm. Like, like, Oh yeah, that's enough justification for me. That totally makes sense. So I sent, I I sent uh, Ashley and uh, 
I asked about the other squads because um, we we were Shadow. That was our, our team mm-hmm. name. So I was like, what are the other teams called? And he tells you that uh, they are Agor, Manavai, and Jaido, uh, which are key Salarian settlements. Uh, and he said he wants them, he wants his men to know and remember what they are fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, every word out of this dude's mouth, I'm just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. This is so sad. Yeah, Kirihi is like hell of a character, makes an incredible impression uh, for someone who appears in this game very briefly. Very briefly. (laughs) He he brings up the the like the fact that they are covert ops, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He says they've done more than the heavy troopers. We would be legends, but the records are sealed. It's like, fuck, dude, holy shit. This is him uh, giving a speech to his troops, which is like this it's there's so much of like this didn't need to be in here but it was and it's good you know like it's they they just like go the extra mile i Mm -hmm. feel in so many ways to to make things so powerful yeah um can can i just read the last bit of it because i have not been able to stop thinking about it it fucks go um Yeah. Okay. So he goes, he does this whole thing and tells you about like, oh, remember your like predecessors, the silent step and the ever alert. Um, and then ends it with before diplomacy, there were soldiers. Our influence stopped the Rachni, but before that, we held the line. Our influence stopped the Krogan, but before that, we held the line. Our influence will stop staring. In the battle today, we will hold the line! Good luck, Commander. I hope we will meet again. I'm getting chills. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's so good. It's a really great piece of writing. It's like when it first starts, I remember like the first time I played and when he first started talking, I was like, this is kind of goofy. We're going to like watch this guy like hype up his team or whatever. Mm -hmm. This like little alien man. Mm -hmm. But it's a really it is really stirring. Um, It's a good uh, piece of voice acting. Yeah. And it also like again, like this is giving you at the same time, like so much understanding like concrete understanding of like who the Solarians are like he's like listen we you know our our skills are like covert operations and using our influence and you know but un- until we like reach that point until until we figure out how to solve a problem we hold the line i just yeah. think that's oh, it, it tells you so much about their history and yeah. um their culture and like what what they are proud of and mm-hmm. It's good yeah, shit. It's it's really great because this is the first time you see a Solarian like in battle, really. Like you've really only mm-hmm. seen them on the Citadel. Um, and they're all just like scientists or the the great Mordell, the merchant, or whatever his name is, Morlin, <laughs> whatever that yeah. guy's name is. So like to to see them that have this like deep, deep history that is not just mm-hmm. like we did science, is like really, really breathtaking. An incredible, incredible moment. Yeah. It's the first time I thought like I would get a tattoo on that. I would get a tattoo of that uh, from this from this game. I was like, I know there's like the N7 thing is like a very clear, like obviously mm-hmm. like that's a Mass Effect tattoo. But like to just to get the words like we held the line, I think would be like a sick tattoo. That is sick. Thanks. <laughs> so 
uh, I sent Ashley and then uh, you move back into your scout squad select screen and I can't select Ashley. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I've never used her before ever. <laughs> but uh, I was like, holy shit, this is wild. Who did you select? Oh, yeah. Um, this was Liara and Rex. Mm, um, I went Caden and Tolly. Wow. <laughs> we yeah. both mixing up our squads. I know. Um, I don't know <laughs> I what. I like it, having my tech people so I can yeah. hack the, the cool weapons out of the uh, weapon lockers. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. At this point, though, every like I had bought the Spectre pistol because I only use pistols. So I bought the Spectre pistol, which is like better than every gun in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever other guns I had found were like, you know, six or seven, like, you know, rank, yeah. whatever, whatever. So I was like, OK, I don't need any more weapons. And every time I pick something up, it's like, hey, you're almost at 300. It's like, OK, <laughs> I get it. You're from 2007. <laughs> oh, but you can destroy them for Omnichow. No, I know that. I do know that. Yeah. But it's just easier just to mash A instead of having to hit X individually <laughs> for every piece that you want to turn into Omnichow. Yeah. <laughs> Come Fair on, enough. 2007. Um <laughs> Anyway, even the like when you're at the total tangent, when you're at the shop and you can mark stuff as junk and then sell all junk like that's a great button. But you have to like click down, click down, click down, click. (laughs) It still takes such a long time. Um, Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I had Liara and Rex because I thought it would be good to have Liara in case we come across any Prothean stuff. And Mm -hmm. it would be good to have Rex in case we come across any genophage stuff. I thought that I thought that role play would be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm actually interested to hear if you got any um, unique dialogue with them for that. Uh, Which we can when we yeah, go through. Yeah, but sure. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, what? I lied. <laughs> I chose Tali and Rex. Okay. I literally I wrote it in my notes so I wouldn't forget. I chose Tali and Rex. So there we go. Because I wanted to see if Tali had anything to say about the Geth. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so fucking interesting. Um, yeah. So you basically you run around, you do some like jamming of satellites, you do some mm-hmm. shooting of satellite dishes, you do some other stuff. And as you're doing this stuff, you keep getting these like they're not check ins, but it's just like you you inter- I don't know, you tune in to like the, you're hearing the, the chatter. Yeah, the chatter. And mm-hmm. Captain Carrot's like, oh, it looks like Shepard Squad must have done something so we can, you know, go ahead. Um, so that felt nice to like, mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, my, my actions and like going kind of off the beaten path to like do this one thing like are having positive uh, results, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. Um, there's also a moment where you could hack into the security systems yes. uh, to get into the building yes. uh, and they give you the option. They're like, we can just take out the alarms so we can sneak in or we can not only do that, but then trigger alarms on the other side of the facility to draw guards off of our location but that will also uh draw guards toward the other teams yeah what did you um i chose not to trigger the alarms um i also did not it just seems like why like why would i do that (laughs) yeah i do want to i want to do a check-in but i want to wait until the end okay where like where is gortney emotionally oh interesting because i'm i'm like i'm role-playing a lot in Mm. this run I have found. So I'm interested to see where you, where you've fallen on that spectrum and like what, what, you know, if you're role-playing what Courtney's whole vibe is. Yeah. Uh, we can come back to that. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did the same thing. The guards were still in there when I opened the doors, a bunch of them. And then the first and only geth, like, uh, geth juggernaut, I think. Oh yeah. Like just a huge dude. Chonky boy. Yeah. Um, I threw like five grenades at him and he still did not die. I was like, holy mm-hmm. fuck. Uh, oh, speaking of j- just a, a quick weapons question. What kind of ammo do you give your 
like put on your guns usually? So it depends. If I know I'm fighting Geth, I use the like tungsten rounds right. because they're good against synthetics. Right. And I put those in. I also have been using pistols a lot in this run. And so I just put that in like the best pistol I have. I'm fucking, I'm melting Geth. Like, <laughs> like especially if I manage to get a headshot in, it's like mm. I, one hit down. Yeah. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Very fun. I've been using, or I started using, uh, I guess on Pharos really. Um, and then I've consistently been, used. I, I tried to switch it up a couple of times, uh, on mm-hmm. this mission, but then always wound up back at the proton rounds, which have like 55% shield bypass, mm-hmm. um, at the cost of like, like eight, 18% less damage or something. But like if every single one of my shots can do actual body damage like i'm Mm -hmm. cool with losing a little bit of it because i hate getting rid of a shield and then somebody and then them just standing behind a wall for 20 minutes because that's how the ai does and their shields go back up i'm like okay well this was a waste of time Mm -hmm. um so that that had been really working out for me i did the um what was it like high uh oh man like big explosive rounds at some point that you get, which are like wild. Their, their explosion radius is like 400 <laughs> centimeters or something. Um, and I was like, well, this is fun, but it's still not, it's not the proton rounds. Yeah. So anyway, uh, a quick weapon sidetrack. Mm-hmm. Um, so you make your way through the warehouse and you make your way past the juggernaut. Uh, and then you finally get down to Saren's labs. Oh, but before that, there's like another, yeah, before that there's a few interesting things. Yeah. There's like another lab area. <laughs> There are a few lab areas, which yeah. some of them are missable. So I'm interested. Yeah, I did. OK, so I don't think I missed them because I made I made a point to go to all of them before I went okay. down the elevator. OK, so the first one you go to, like as you cross the bridge into this like lab area, you hear like a hello, is someone there? Um, so then you go inside and there's like a stairs down uh, and there are these like prison cells, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Solarians. And you can talk to this one who is with a group um, right. There's a few of them. Yeah. And they were, uh, they're part of Kirahi's teams who yeah. were captured, um, when they were doing recon on the lab, uh, right. before you showed up. Yeah. Um, and so he basically, basically explains to you, like they have been like brainwashing our people and then like using them as they've been, they've been indoctrinating them is what he mm-hmm. says, but we're not indoctrinated. <laughs> he also says, um, so like, please let us out and you know, we can try to go. I was like, okay, well I'm going to blow this place up. So you should probably run pretty quick. Uh, yeah. He, uh, um, the way he explains it is, yeah. um, people are sometimes reduced to mindless husks. Mm-hmm. Others died during the experiments. And he says, I envy them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I missed that bit. Um, he also mentions Saren uses indoctrination to control his people, but I don't think he fully understands it. And you get the option of whether you uh, let him out yes. of his cell. I did let him out. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it seems silly not to, because uh, mm-hmm. he was clearly lucid. Because like I, at this point, you've already run into a couple of the indoctrinated, and they're just like immediately, I don't know, they, yeah. they don't say anything. They're just, they just immediately fighting you. Right. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to let this guy out. In the same room as the, the guy, the lucid guy that you talked to, there's also another cell full of them that you open. Yes. Um, and they are just completely brainwashed. They, yeah. they like, they don't leave when you open the door. They, they don't like respond to you. Yeah. If you try to talk to them, they just sort of say things like, Oh, it's so horrible. You know, um, mm. it's, it's disturbing. Yeah. What did you do with them? So those ones will just stay there. There's nothing you can really I do. I killed them. 
you killed them. I did kill them. The ones who were just standing there. Yeah, because they were just like completely brainwashed husks of people. Uh, and I think it was Rex who was like, it's the, this is no way to live. Like, oh, interesting. Um, OK. Yeah. And so then I chose the option to to like let them out of their misery and so Tali mercy killing. Yeah. Mercy killing. Yeah. Which feels bad to say. Um, <laughs> and Tali was like, I think this was probably the right answer. Like this is probably they're, they're, they had no life ahead of them really. So I did that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I felt really bad about it. And then it, there's another, there's another cell there with one guy in it that you cannot mm-hmm. interact with. <laughs> Um, so I was like, okay, well that sucks. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Uh, and then I left and then on the opposite side mm-hmm. of this room, you go down and there's another guy who you can talk to who is frantic. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a little like, seems like paranoid, yes. um, and complains about the experiments, uh, involving excessive whispering. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he's like, you gotta let me out. You gotta let me out of here. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll, I'll help you. I want payback. I, you know, uh, did you let him out? I did let him out. Me too. And then immediately he turns hostile for like yeah. one second. There was like the talk option. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. I'm going to be able to talk to him. And then immediately he, he goes hostile. Um, yeah. But I didn't even get to take out my fucking pistol before Rex and Tali had killed all of them. <laughs> it's like, oh, OK, well, <laughs> cool. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was sad. Mm-hmm. Again, just like seeing the cost of this, like this budding war is very mm-hmm. upsetting. Yeah. And then finally. You can go down into Saren's labs or into the the place that will bring you to Saren's labs. And you run into this Asari who is hiding under a table who's like, please don't kill me. <laughs> um, and basically tells you, like, you know, I've been working for Saren kind of because I didn't really have a choice to like uh, the, the experiments that he's doing on these people are like awful and terrible. And like my first test subject was the person that I replaced and like gives you a little bit about talks more about sovereign and how kind of the mind control stuff works and how it's kind of the indoctrination is gradual, she says, mm-hmm. and that she thinks that Saren is actually afraid that he is being indoctrinated without knowing it. Right. Because he's like seen it happen so many times and he's seen kind of the ways that it happens. Right. She she also mentions that if you spend too long uh, under the effects of indoctrination, you will just eventually turn into a husk. Mm. Just completely mindless. Mm. And yeah, she refers to it as a degenerative condition. Yeah. Um, and says that the less freedom a subject maintains, the less capable it becomes. But um, yeah, it is. Basically, Saren is studying this in addition to, you know, having a lab where he's curing the genophage. <laughs> Saren has set up a lab to study indoctrination yeah. for self-preservation reasons. <laughs> yeah. So she tells you all this and then she's like, please just let me go. Like, I'll let you into the labs and like unlocks it right there. Um, mm-hmm. She's like, look, the door is open. You go. Just let me, you know, whatever. Um, I let her go. I told her I'm going to blow this place up. So you better run mm-hmm. quick. And she was like, wait, what? Fuck. Um, <laughs> Did you? Uh, squad mates uh, comment on that by any chance if you have Caden with him yeah. <laughs> after you're like yeah you better run uh, after she leaves he just goes you enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's right yeah Rex was like Rex was like I oh, enjoyed yeah. that <laughs> 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 and Rex was like I like this side of you that's great and that's not even like the renegade option no, <laughs> no. I think that's actually the paragon option it's like you better yeah. go and like don't die so you go down to the labs 
And is there anything that happens before you find the beacon? No. Okay. Yeah. So you go down and there is another beacon. Hooray. And we get another download. <laughs> we walk up, we, we plug in our USB strip uh, in our head and we get another <laughs> download, a bunch of other pictures. Cool. Great. And then I went to leave and then a cutscene mm-hmm. happened. It's like, oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about that. How much of this did you see coming? How much did you know? None. I didn't, oh, I wonderful. Didn't, I did not know this. Well, no, say sorry. Uh, what do you when you say this? What do you mean? Well, what did you see coming? <laughs> so I knew I I have already. So I, I added a video game podcast yeah. called Into the Aether, also on the worst garbage Net online or the worst garbage network. Mm-hmm. And I did edit their Mass Effect bonus episode where I did talk about all three games. So I did remember them bringing up the fact that th- this is like a cycle of like mm-hmm. the reapers like mm-hmm. making these civil or whatever having these civilizations and then having them reach this critical mass and then extinct uh you know doing a mass extinction right. and then starting over i knew that happened i thought that was like mass effect 3 stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought that was like the end of the series stuff so uh, it blows my mind that this stuff is now stuff mm-hmm. um but we are getting a little bit ahead of ourselves uh yeah. really quick so i i did i didn't know that but we we a cutscene starts and we see this like red projection of this like it kind of looks like if you took one of the geth ships and then like flipped it <laughs> kind of i don't really know how to describe it he kind of looks like a big bug in a way uh-huh like a almost like a cuttlefish i would say is the closest thing yeah okay yeah, yeah 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 um and it introduces itself as sovereign um who is i don't know if it's like an ai or just like a robot it's an ai yeah okay <laughs> who is basically just like really mean for the whole time <laughs> it's like you fucking <laughs> suck you stupid <laughs> idiot um call calls us rudimentary creatures of blood and flesh mm-hmm. and then it's like i'm a reaper my name's sovereign what's up and Shepard says something about like I, I I didn't write the specifics, but I just said like I give a speech about friendship. Because <laughs> like, this whole time I, the Reapers like we're gonna I destroy do you. The, the like I took detailed notes. Sure, here if you wanna. Yeah, sure. If you wanna, yeah, yeah, just go through it. Yeah. So yeah, he basically he calls you rudimentary creatures of blood and flesh. Um, and his whole thing is like. What I love is like, even this guy has characterization. It's not just like, I'm big, evil, bad, and I'm going to yeah. destroy you. It's like, it's, he's oozing arrogance. Yeah. Or it is oozing arrogance. Yeah, dude. Um, it says, I, you, you are, are so, so ignorant, ignorant, you can't even begin to understand what I am. Yeah. I, he says, I'm, I'm beyond your comprehension. comprehension. I, I am sovereign. sovereign. Mm. Um, and at that point, Shep is like, oh, okay, so what we thought was just Saren's ship Mm -hmm. that he found is actually a reaper. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's basically says, yeah, that's, that's what the Protheans called Mm us, uh, to To give give voice voice to their destruction, destruction. um, and explains the, the cycle that you, you described. Um, (laughs) uh, he says, you're nothing. Your extinction is inevitable. We are the end of everything. Um, and yeah, you basically tell him to fuck off. You're like, I'm going to stop you. Like, go yeah. to hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he says your confidence is born of ignorance. And do you want to take it from here? Because uh, there's about to be a very interesting revelation. Uh, is the revelation that the Protheans did not make the Citadel or the relays? Yeah. The Reapers did. And the yeah. Protheans were just another species that, f- or another like mm-hmm. group of people that found these things. Yeah. yeah. Fucking wild. Fucking I, wild, Kim. I had to work so hard 
not to reveal that in the early episodes when we were talking about like this is what the citadel is it's like it was created by the protheans you did great you did great thanks blew my fucking brain off um i mean it makes sense like i i don't know how i didn't i just don't fucking know um and then and then i think it was uh tali was like but the protheans are like thousands of years old or whatever like a thousand years Mm -hmm. old like you can't be older than that he's like and he's just fucking like we're like a million years old like yeah we are infinite he's he says um Mm -hmm. Like just he said, you live in decades and centuries or something, mm-hmm. uh, which is just fucking mind splitting. <laughs> um, these things have been around for so fucking long, apparently, um, mm-hmm. and have just been doing yeah. this over and over and over and over again. If you ask uh, who built them, they say we have no beginning yeah. or end. We're infinite. Yeah. Uh, you can ask like what do you want are you like harvesting us as slaves do you want resources and it's, <laughs> it's just, just like you, you wouldn't understand <laughs> yeah well I wrote it gives no real answer as to why they do it or what their goals are besides mm-hmm. just extinction like yeah their their goals seem to be like to build something up and then destroy it because it's fun <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like they just they they built the relays and they built the Citadel and they just wait until uh, people find them and then let them reach a critical mass and then destroy them. Like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. man? That's that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> um, so really cool shit. Uh, and then you're cool like, shit. we're going to we're going to kill you. And he said, I like yeah. to see you try. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also worth noting, uh, if you ask it, like, are you the last reaper? Mm. It's like, no, there are are so so many many of us. I am just one. Like you, there are going to be an overwhelming number of our forces. Yeah. Um, Like blackout the sky or something. Yeah. Fucking. And he, like you said, uh, says, I'll stop you, you know, or you, you say, I'm going to stop you. Like, you're not going to get away with this. Um, did you take note of uh, the final thing that that Sovereign says? Uh, no. A very famous line. Mm. I, I am, am the vanguard of, of your destruction. destruction. This, this exchange, exchange is over. Except <laughs> 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 on you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was fucking great. Yeah. Just. Oh, oh my god, it's so cool. Very cool. Very fucking sick. Um. So that whole thing happens, and you're like, well, I guess well, I'm fuck. I guess I'm gonna go blow up the genophage labs now. <laughs> um, <laughs> So then you go and do that. Um, mm. You run down some more halls. You kill some more guys. Uh, so, uh, you you hear from Joker and he's like, uh, that big ship oh, yeah. sovereign. Uh, it's I don't know what you did, but it's coming your way. Like, we need to get <laughs> the fuck out of here. Yeah, he says he says it, it turn <laughs> the turn it made would tear any of our ships in half. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I thought was a great image. Mm. Uh of just seeing this gigantic ship just fucking whip around. Incredible. Uh, so then you make your way to this like kind of open area. It kind of looks like a damned off kind of situation. I'm, I don't really know. Um, and that's where you're going to lay the bomb. So 
the Normandy arrives. It's sick. It's honestly sick as shit. Uh, you hear yeah. it, you can hear it coming and you're like still in like your, you know, the regular view. Uh, and then you see it like round the corner of the place and start to start to pull in. And it's just so fucking big. And then it switches to the cutscene. I thought that was a really cool choice it's for them to like cool, yeah. let you see it fly in like in your, mm-hmm. you know, in your reticle view or whatever. Um, fucking sick. And then uh, a group of people come off from and I guess for both of us, there's a group of people and Caden. Um, mm-hmm. come off with the nuke <sighs> and they start to set it uh, and you get another uh, chime in from Ashley uh, who's like hey we need some help down here <laughs> we're getting a little overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, please come help yeah she mentions that Kira he has died and and she's like we're we are like not going to Kim? make it to the rendezvous point Kim mm-hmm. my Kira he didn't die <gasps> <laughs> he's still alive whoa yeah. What did I do wrong? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I made sure to do all the things that I could do like along the way. So maybe you. I did too. Maybe yeah. I missed something. Or maybe I, I truly I, I have no idea. Yeah. My cure. He did not die. Oh, I think I see what I missed. Bummer. <laughs> but this is the, there are so many branching paths um, that start to. I mean, it ha- it's, it's happening all throughout the, the game, but there's mm-hmm. so much that happens here. Mm-hmm. That not to spoil too much, these things have consequences. Sure. Way down the line. <laughs> um, anyway, I lost Kirahi. Incredible. Um, wow. Yeah. But in any event, they need our help. Yeah. Um, and Caden's like, yeah, go ahead. I gotta I gotta arm the bomb anyway. Go get them. Yeah. Um, and then let me drop another truth bomb on our listeners. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you, I think I told you that I knew this choice comes. You did. Yeah. Um, I knew that I would have to choose between Ashley and Caden. I knew that was a thing that I would have to do since we started this game, since before we started this game. I knew that was a thing that happened. I knew I would Mm -hmm. lose one of them. I was very sad about it today or Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, when I was playing the game, I thought whoever I chose to go with Kirahi would be the one that died. I thought at some point I would get some sort of garbled message message that would be like, oh, we're outnumbered. You have to leave without us, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sad. Bummer. Um, part of me was like, wow, it is wild for them to put this like huge decision couched in this kind of like kind of casual conversation of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to need one of your guys. You just got to give me one, which I thought was actually like, could have been a really cool thing. Like if that was the decision where it made, yeah. it's like not super dramatic. It's just like, you're going to make a choice. And then that's mm-hmm. going to have really, and it's going to turn out awful yeah. consequences. I was like, wow, this is really cool of that game for, for the game to, to do this. Um, but no, I was wrong <laughs> as a matter of fact. And mm-hmm. uh, as soon as Caden walked off the ship with the bomb, I was like, Oh fuck. Like as soon as I got the uh, the, the mm-hmm. call from Ashley, I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I haven't made my choice. I haven't made nope. the choice. I thought I made the choice. Uh, and a little peek behind the curtain. You sent me a message <laughs> uh, back when you were on the beach with Kirahi. Yeah. And, and then you deleted like, it. <laughs> and you deleted it. <laughs> but first you were like... Oh, I just made the decision. That was really anticlimactic, actually. Um, and then you mentioned that you had sent Ash and then you deleted it because you were like, oh, sorry, we should like you yeah. know, reveal this stuff yeah. later. And I was like, it's OK. <laughs> you, did. You, were like, you were like, it's sorry really again. Okay. I'll, I'll be more vague. And I was like, <laughs> it's really OK. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I had to. Oh, the self-restraint it took for me to resist being like, it's okay, weak. I, I tried to play it straight. Yeah, uh, you did great. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was just like, wow, this is like such a non-dramatic moment for this choice to be made. I can't believe it. But like, obviously, I'm going to send Ashley mm-hmm. because she is the soldier. Like, I wouldn't send yeah. Kane. That's such a dumb choice. Yeah, I think the thing that that makes it especially powerful is 
you have this exchange, you get the radio from her cadence, like go get her. Like I have to set this bomb anyway. And you're like, okay, I have time. And like the moment you leave, you hear from Caden. He's like, shit, we're now getting hit with you see a Geth ship fly in. Right. And 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 they land where you had just left. And Caden is Mm -hmm. like, Cap, we got to go. Like we have to leave right now. And that is the point where you make the decision. And it's, Oh, something about that, something about the idea that like you were going to go get her and you were going to save them both and you it was going to be fine. Yeah. And then suddenly it is not fine. Um, I just sent you a text. (laughs) You did. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Courtney, (laughs) um, Courtney is looking out. (laughs) Courtney is looking out over the side of the dam or whatever. Um, And I had put my controller down. I took a picture of this. I put my controller down. And I came upstairs to talk to my partner, Tara. And I said, I have to make such a hard decision and I don't know what to do. And she said, make a pros and cons list. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> so I said, OK. <laughs> and I made a pros and cons list. <laughs> this is incredible. Um, we will post this on our Twitter. Um, Absolutely, we will. It is. It is Gortney looking out over the dam with the pros and cons list floating above her head. <laughs> um, <sighs> and unfortunately, the pros and cons list, they have the equal amount of pros and cons. <laughs> Yeah, I tried so hard to think of other ones and I couldn't. <laughs> this is so good. OK, uh, let's let's run through this. Yeah, okay. uh, can we, why don't we go like back and forth? Yeah, because these are there's some points are being made here. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I'm making a case for rescuing Caden or rescuing Ashley. So the pros and cons are the pros of rescuing Caden or the pros of rescuing Ashley and the cons of rescuing Caden or the cons of rescuing, mm-hmm. rescuing Ashley. Um, I think you should read my first uh, rescue Caden pro. Sure. I, and I appreciate that this was first, your first pro for rescuing Caden is just himbo. Yep. And I think we should just skip ahead of the second one. Strong point. The second one is nice. (laughs) Nice. He is nice. I, I will say himbo nice kind of same package, kind of the same, kind of the same. That's part of being a himbo is being kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. Pros for rescuing Ashley. She has a family. And as far as I know, Caden is an orphan. I don't know that he's an orphan, but he, his parents sure did let some creepy uh, guys in suits take I him thought, to brain camp. So I don't know what the deal is. With I that. thought what had happened is that a bunch of people died and then they came in and they were like, hey, sorry that there's a bunch of dead people. But do you want to come get an implant? <laughs> <laughs> that was how I, that's how I, I must I must I might be misremembering. But that's, I mean, it was after like the accidental exposure i guess i don't know if that was like an accident in which like his his family mm. was was killed i have no yeah. idea but anyway yeah so pros for rescuing ashley has family mm-hmm. the second pro for rescuing ashley opportunity for growth a chance to grow and become a better person um god willing because uh, let me let me let me let me walk walk through this one a little bit mm-hmm. when i had to make the choice of who to send with the solarians mm-hmm. i had to choose between kate and ashley and yep. Ashley in that moment is like, you cannot send Caden. <laughs> he is not like he, you need him to arm the bomb. You have to send mm-hmm. me. I am like the infantry person. And she did not even bat an eye thinking about she would be the only human on a squad full of Solarians. She did not yes. even bring up any any piece of doubt. In that moment, mm-hmm. she was a soldier and they were her compatriots. <laughs> Very angry. I, I, I have strong opinions about Mass Effect. Yeah. Ringo! You'll get to say your piece. <laughs> Come here. Um, Chill out. So I was like, this already seems like growth, whether she realizes it or not. 
it's yeah it and i will say so <laughs> on the subject of opportunity for growth yeah i have no idea because i have never saved ashley yeah i have always saved Caden. sure um, that seems to be like the common yeah breakdown, i think but not not always i think a lot of uh, probably in the in the past i think a lot of players saved Ashley because mm. they were like hot girl and Caden boring. Um, <laughs> this is before but, Himbo entered the vernacular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then uh, we all became enlightened. Learned that racism is bad. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So uh, I have never saved her. Mm. I do not know for sure. But also I do think that it is a very like, I don't hate an ending where she goes down fighting side by side. Absolutely not. With Solarians yeah. in, you know, the most important battle to save the galaxy thus yeah, far, you know, for, like, sure. for sure. It's, it's not a terrible ending for her. Um, it, it is in itself, I think an arc. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to read the cons for Caden? Or, or the, yeah. whatever, whatever you want to read the Connor. Well, can we pro. talk about, there's one more pro here that I yeah. actually have some question about. Yeah. Save some other guys. Yeah. So there were some other guys that came off the ship with Caden mm-hmm. with the bomb. So in my head, those guys were still there. That's true. That's so true. I was like, okay, well I'm either going to save mm-hmm. some other guys or my last pro <laughs> for Ashley, save the Solarians as well. Right. Um, right. I will now read your first con for Caden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might try to date me again. <laughs> Look, it might happen. I, yeah, maybe. It's a con, okay? I'm not saying it's like, <laughs> I'm not saying he deserves to die because of it, but it is a con. Yeah. It is a con. I mean, I've dated Kate and it's not so bad. Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that uh, Ashley's con far outweighs the might date me again. Uh, Ashley's con racist underlined. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a bummer that she's racist. And then do you want to read the Caden's last con and then I'll read Ashley's con. Sure. Um, your, your last con for him. I feel like I got most of his backstory. Yeah. Which I know is probably untrue. And I know that the games aren't all about the backstory and they're necessarily like about them, you know, their arcs in, mm-hmm. in the game. But to that's me, fair. Caden's story is like very interesting in the early parts of his life. And then now he just is a, a biotic person that works, mm-hmm. <laughs> works with me on the ship. It's a fair point. <laughs> uh, and then Ashley's final con is um, a denial of a noble calling. So I think what you said is right. I think the, the, the arc of Ashley dying alongside the Solarians fighting in this battle, I think is a really good arc. And I also think is mm-hmm. the ending she wants. Mm-hmm. She wants to go down like, for what she believes in and you know mm-hmm. doing what she thinks is right and if i were to rescue her that is robbing her of that in a way so that's a that was a con because mm-hmm. i would kind of feel bad because i knew that's what she wants <laughs> yeah so you well okay you're trying to date ashley so yeah so <sighs> <sighs> my pro con list was basically a mountain of reasons that i love Caden Alenko. <laughs> And one reason to save Ashley, which is I have never done it before. <laughs> sure. And I felt like a for as I've said before, for purposes of this podcast, I think it would be interesting for me to have an experience I wouldn't normally have, mm-hmm. which we can talk more about later. Sure. For us to get to talk about 
side by side the differences when you make different decisions. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what you were going to do, mm-hmm. but I I do know that again, I have always saved Caden. I know exactly what happens if you save Caden. Sure. Um, all the way up to Mass Effect 3. Mm. And so I figured no matter what you did, I could speak to either mm. okay. of their arcs if I now rescue Ashley. Sure. And so that's what I did. And it sucked. I have gone on record on this podcast and in the Discord about how much I love Caden. Mm-hmm. I love him more with every playthrough. Mm-hmm. And so I did cry a little bit. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> it's I'm hard. I'm a soft girl. Yeah. Um, and I did cry uh, about making this decision because yeah. it felt wrong. <laughs> yeah. But for the first time, and that is why I, uh, on the front end, was like, I'm actually going to send Ashley with the Solarians again because every time I... I that's what I would do. And then I would save Caden. So I didn't know mm. kind of what would happen if I actually went to to rescue her. Got it. Which spoiler alert is like not that much. You just like fight some more geth and then it's like, OK, bye. <laughs> um, but that's why I made that choice um, yeah. at the beginning as well. Yeah. I also chose Ashley. <gasps> that is not what I expected <laughs> at all. I mean, I told you to do whatever it is that you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but that is re- that is not what I was expecting. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I'd ask you why, but I I, I seem I know all your reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we. But I guess what what tipped the scales for you? I think what really what really did it for me is a thinking that Caden is an orphan. Just not sure if that's true, but. Do you want me to confirm or deny? Yeah, absolutely. He's not an orphan. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know why I thought that. I think maybe he might have said like some kids were orphaned in the accident, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Um, anyway. <laughs> and then B, like I had this whole conversation with Ashley about her grandfather or great grandfather, whoever mm-hmm. it was about Armistice Day. And like, that's the reason that she's a soldier and why she works so hard at doing stuff and like blah, 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 blah. And part of me was like, if I let her die fighting in this war, then she's right. <laughs> because here's the thing. I don't think that like, I, th- I think her reasons for being a soldier are wrong <laughs> because I think she's really doing it. And the reason she works so hard at it is because she thinks she needs to prove that she's not her grandfather or mm-hmm. something. And part of me feels like giving her this, like, like letting her die here is like giving her that win mm-hmm. of like, I, I've proven myself now. I am better than my grandfather was. And to me, that sucks really bad. Interesting. <laughs> because like her grandfather was still a great person and like seems to have like, or, or not a great person necessarily. I don't know anything about him as a person, but it was like a great uh, general and soldier and like did what he thought was best for whatever. Mm-hmm. So part of me was just like, I need to save her life here and then talk her out of her like ideals, more or less. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. And I don't know if that's like maybe not the best justification for that. I think also part of me is just like, it's more interesting if Ashley lives (laughs) than if Caden lives uh, on a certain level. Um, Sorry, (laughs) Caden. My poor boy. Yeah, poor boy. Um, AJ, the amount of shit we're going to (laughs) catch. 
<laughs> for only of saving Ashley. For, yeah, for both of us saving Ashley. I just want to go on record. I hear you, mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, and you're preemptive. I hear the echoes from the future of uh, your angry shouts that we both saved the space races. Um, listen, I'm not happy about it either. <laughs> like I said, I cried about it. I am narratively um, very happy about it, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I love your narrative justifications yeah. for it. Um, and I I think it's exciting that I get to tell you I don't know if that ends up. Yeah panning out yeah. i have no idea um i hope so it this does i'm gonna, gonna feel really upset a fun experience for both of us to yeah. um find this out yeah i yeah. i'm excited to to see where it goes with her um yeah. including the uh, uh, romance yeah that's that'll be a whole different angle because i'm not gonna finance, actually. Uh, yeah um that sure is a thing that is happening to me. Um, yeah, no, I love, I love this. I love that this decision ended up being so impactful for you. Um, reasons for the decision that you made. Yeah. Exciting. It was, it was rough. And also part of me was like, well, if I can save the Solarians, I want to save the Solarians. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, so I did. And yeah, like you said, it's just, you kill a couple more geth and then you save her. Yeah. Did you, um, Oh, where there's more. There's there, more before the moment that I was about to. There is more. Imagine. Uh, uh, Saren shows up. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Saren's here. He's on a hoverboard. He's on a fucking hoverboard. It is a hoverboard. Like full green goblin hoverboard. Willem Dafoe ass motherfucker. So fucking weird. It's yeah. It's an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, he says a whole lot of shit here. I didn't take detailed notes, but he basically says like. If we he's it, it, Shepard's like, look, the Reapers are like, they've done this a, a thousand million times, whatever. Mm-hmm. They've done this so many times. Why are you helping them out? Like you're being used. You have are mm-hmm. maybe already indoctrinated. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I get it. I am the only one that gets it. Mm-hmm. We need to surrender to them <laughs> because then they'll just enslave us. And isn't <laughs> that better than extinction? Mm hmm. <laughs> to which I said, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, yeah. What? Enslave us mm-hmm. for what? To do enslave us to do what? He so it, it, yeah, he doesn't say enslave. He's like, what if we if we just submit to them? Sorry, like we know sorry, that yes. they've wiped wiped the Protheans out because they resisted. What if we didn't resist? What if we worked with them? We could save millions, uh, not millions, like way more trillions, billions yeah. of trillions of lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just so, mm-hmm. so weird. Um, and then he, like you, you kind of go back and forth this whole thing. He says, if yeah. I can prove the, the one line that kind of stuck out to me from him was if I can prove mm-hmm. my value, I become a resource worth maintaining. Right. <sighs> Jeez, yeah, man. the 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 context that that comes up in has to do with Shepard's like, dude, you're fucking indoctrinated. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why you're doing this. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am not indoctrinated yet fully because I still have all my faculties. And the reason why I do is because sovereign needs me to find the conduit. Um and I formed this this uh facility to like figure out how to you know, I knew I had I was good until I found found the conduit and I formed this facility to like figure out how to, 
you know, if I could get out of it afterward. Mm-hmm. But um, but it, it, he's basically just like, I don't know how I'm going to figure it out, but I'm going to figure it out. Um, I'm going to make. And that's when he says, like, I'm, you know, I make myself valuable to them and then they can't, you know, they need me. So they can't, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, just toss me aside. Wow. And he, <laughs> I think it's interesting too. You can ask him like, why does Sovereign need the conduit? And he's just like, because it's the key to your destruction and my salvation <laughs> and Sovereign needs my help to find it. And <laughs> so it's like, okay, so this guy has no fucking idea what the conduit right, right. is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, which is a great little moment. Very good. And then you fight. <laughs> There's a bunch of geth. He's on his hoverboard. Mm-hmm. I shot him a bunch and he, he died. Uh, or not died. He went down to like one fifth health. And then there was a cutscene, um, mm-hmm. which was the first time I noticed that like the whole left side of his body basically looks like what the husks look like. Mm-hmm. Like he's got like the tubes and the purpleness and stuff. Um, yeah, I had noticed that he was like half Android or whatever, like early in the game. But I didn't realize his whole arm was just like husked. I could be wrong, but it's possible that he becomes more and more synthetic throughout this game. Okay. I think that's I, awesome. If that's true. Yeah. That might be why you didn't notice before, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I, I believe I remember like reading that somewhere. That's dope. If, if that's not what happened, it is what happened in my head. So yeah, it's good shit. Uh, it's really good. I'm actually now looking at a, a screenshot from the beginning of the game where he kills Nihilus mm-hmm. and he does have the full husk arm. So oh, that's okay. not true, but I would like to think it's true in my head. So it is true. Headcanon. Headcanon. Thank you. So yeah, you shoot him. He tries to kill you and then you punch him in the face because he looks to his right <laughs> for some reason. Um, yeah. And then and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah, I think it's what's happening is like uh, the like alarms on the bomb are going off, uh, I think, to signal like it is about to blow. Um, so he like looks and then you punch him in the face yeah. and he's like holding you. He, he's holding you over a cliff about to drop you yeah. like Scar and the oh Lion King. The way that that Shepard, the way that you catch yourself is so sick. You're like he drops you and you like are half mm-hmm. off the platform. You catch yourself with one arm and one leg on the platform and the, your other arm and leg are hanging <laughs> like holy fuck sick. It's sick. It's awesome. Um, we're strong as hell. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Courtney. Mm-hmm. Courtney is strong. It's as hell. jacked. It's jacked. Yes, of course. So then uh, Joker pulls up in the Normandy and you hop away to safety. Hooray. We did it. And then as you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you go, yeah. Uh, there's a cut to Caden. He's wounded. Sort of like leaning up against the bomb, still fighting off Geth, and he watches the Normandy fly away. And as you like exit the atmosphere of Vermeer, uh, you see the explosion happen. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry, Caden. Sorry, Caden. We love you. Yeah. I think this is also part of the reason I chose it, too, is because I knew that I would care. That's a listen. That's a strong point. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of narrative reasons that I chose Ashley, which I will defend. Uh, yeah. I just think it's more narrative. No, I think interesting there are good for reasons. Several reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I can I can sort of talk about what happens with Caden, yeah. and I have uh, romanced Caden in uh, past <laughs> games, so I can talk about that too. So yeah. don't you worry. 
so yeah, we see this gigantic explosion, huge, huge explosion, mm-hmm. like fucking giant, so big, <laughs> like through a the atmosphere, bomb. big. It's, yeah. it's so big. Um, yeah, I guess a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Um, so then we head to the debrief. Ashley says that we should have left her because Caden was She's the superior pissed. officer and that's how these things are done and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shepard says, how far are you going to drive yourself until you've martyred yourself in your grandfather's name? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like? What? What? Whatever. Like the choice was made. You're alive. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. Um, and then Liara <laughs> cuts in. It's like, hey, <laughs> got some of that good information for me yeah i heard there was a prothean beacon <laughs> yeah so we do another we we, we embrace eternity once again um mm-hmm. <laughs> you literally said it like that's we embrace eternity again <laughs> yeah um so we see we see the vision again but it's like it's the same i don't know it felt like Maybe it's just because we've seen it a couple times and now I know what Sovereign looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, I like I kind of had kind of like an oh moment mm-hmm. of like, you know, there it shows this system. And then there's like these two other galaxies or whatever or, or system, whatever they are. Uh, and then it like goes across those two balls of light. And then you see one big planet. Mm-hmm. And that we've seen before we've seen this vision before but then inside the planet is something that we didn't or i didn't know what it was uh and it is a reaper inside mm-hmm. the planet so i was like okay this is the location of the reaper <laughs> right um is on this Over planet there. uh and then so so that was cool and then uh liar is like oh the conduit is on Ilus, Ilus, Ilos, um Ilos. which is in the terminus system and the only way to the terminus system is through the mu relay uh, which is why we need to know where the Mew relay was. Yeah, and then she gets tired again and passes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the end of the debrief. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you call the council? I did. Yes, I also did. If only for the satisfaction of hanging <laughs> up on them. Um, yeah, I called the council, told them about Sovereign. They're like, well, the Reapers don't exist, so fuck off. <laughs> but the first thing first of all the turian the turian counselor is like hey it's a good thing you blew that up krogans are dangerous and i was like what mm-hmm. the fuck man it's like fuck you man yeah like holy shit so yeah nobody believes me that the reapers are real cool mm-hmm. and then i'm like they're it's worth noting they are like amped that you that you like you said that you did this but they're also like great job now we we know where saren's headed we mm-hmm. know whatever so like you did it and you're like no <laughs> reapers and like you said they're like fuck you reapers reapers aren't real yeah. you dingus yeah. um so i basically told them to go to hell yeah uh me too more or less um mm. and they were just like like well i mean look you can do whatever you want you're a specter that's the whole reason specters exist so if you want to go follow this reaper lead go for it because you can I'm like okay cool mm. neat <laughs> cool thanks and then we're on the I sh- disconnected before they could tell me that. <laughs> uh, and then we're on the yeah, ship. I, I told them to go to hell. They said maybe humans are too hot headed to be specters. And I was like, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. I never hung up. I, I, Gorney is still a, a, a company girl. Yeah. Despite now questioning the company as it mm-hmm. as a whole. But so then we're on the ship um, and I followed my usual route. <laughs> Which is down the steps and around mm-hmm. the elevator to go talk to Caden. And yeah, there was no one there. And yeah. that made me sad. 
Yeah. The feeling I, in my notes, that feeling of going down to the crew deck and being like, doo, 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 doo. oh shit, he's not here. Yeah. That was, and again, it's the first time I've ever done that. And it's like, I will say like when you, <laughs> when you leave Ashley behind, you still end up going down to the cargo bay because everybody, yeah. you know, Garrus and Rex yeah, are in yeah. there. Nobody else is working. <laughs> it's like, you, you know, Liara's on the other side of that level mm-hmm. of the ship. And so like it is very much it's a more impactful. I've never had that impact before yeah. uh, with with Ashley I, I, when yeah. Caden. It hits his positioning on the ship. makes that moment. Yeah real tough um yeah. yeah so then i ran and went to talk to liara <laughs> yeah um she said she f- well first there's the same dialogue about chakwa snowing asari mm-hmm. physiology um yeah and then she says she feels sorry for Saren. uh i said he's a ruthless bastard yeah <laughs> um she says that he believed everything he did was for the greater good and maybe he actually did thought did think that he could stop the reapers from returning i said right. well whatever his original reason was now he needs to be stopped uh she says you're right he may be a victim but he is a threat to all life sure yeah pretty much <laughs> uh-uh. um yeah i i also selected um i did a lot of renegade yeah options here yeah. and she's like yeah i guess i'll spare my sympathy for like the innocent people yeah. who are going to be effect- affected like damn straight yeah i went to talk to garris garris says thanks which is a conversation i've had before uh mm-hmm. and i don't think there's anything else <laughs> pretty much yeah. yeah rex tells me that things got heated and he respects my choice i tell him i appreciate what he did letting me blow up the thing uh and not like <laughs> killing me or something mm-hmm. um and he says to make sure it was worth it saren has to pay and i told him no matter what it takes i'm going to hunt him down uh, and he said i like the sound of that so there you go directly to rex's left or rex's right are the salarians uh mm-hmm. including captain kirahi and rentola who is just a merchant so i talked to captain kirahi <laughs> and you know he says he says thank you and stuff and I, I also thank him for the, the plan and making the bomb and all this stuff. Uh, and he says it was an honor and that Caden's sacrifice has earned humanity a great deal of respect from my people. Mm. Um, and then I tell him that, you know, Caden was a soldier and he knew the risks and stuff. And it's still very sad. Um, but like that was kind of, you know, he, he knew what he was signing up for. Uh, and here he says, we will not forget. So it's very nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I only had Rentola. Yeah. And um, uh, that conversation is basically just, you know, he laments the loss of Kirahi and sort of says, and I know you lost one of yours, too. And I'm, you know, sorry about that. Mm. And then the, you know, the conversation sort of proceeds the same way where you could say, yeah, they, you know, they knew the risks. But um, yeah, it is just like a sad moment where we're both like, damn, that sucked. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Rentola and he says, you have my gratitude. The captain considers a mission success and I defer to him. You want to buy something? <laughs> um, it's very funny. Uh, and then I went to, I, I switched up my route because I wanted to talk to Ashley last. So I went to go talk mm. to Tally. She said, she feels like we're getting to the end with Saren. I say it won't be longer. It won't be much longer. It'll be over soon. And then she says, you know, it's like a race to see who finds the conduit first. And she says, mm-hmm. I think you will because and then says um and when my pilgrimage ends i'll be proud to say that i was part of it like you'll you'll find the conduit save the galaxy and then when i go back to the flotilla i will be proud to say that i helped 
I tell her we couldn't have done this without you. Um, and she thanks me for treating her so well. She says a lot of people treat the Aquarians like second class citizens, but you always treated me as an equal. Uh, and I thank you for that. And yeah. uh, and then I chose an option and I don't think it's the one I it's 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 it, this happened a couple times um, where like you you choose an option and then it says like the, the line of dialogue is like verbatim one of the other options. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I chose something of like, I'm glad you're here or whatever. And then Shepard says, you're here because you contribute. We, we need all the help we can get, which felt really cold mm-hmm. to me. And I did not want it to yeah. come out like that. Sometimes I think that the the options are not actually that different. And that's no. why it, it happens that way, because I have noticed that um, my guess is that they're not actually super different yeah uh and it's just kind of like making you feel like you're picking <laughs> yeah that's fair um it does a good a pretty good job of making you feel like you're picking <laughs> um and then i finally went to talk to ashley mm-hmm. um, i ask how she's holding up she says she's obviously like broken up about it or she apologizes for how she was in the debrief um mm-hmm. and she says she doesn't want to think or she doesn't want deaths on her hands and Caden's death is her fault. And I say I was in command or I'm in command. I made the call. He's dead mm-hmm. because of me, not you. And then she says, I don't have a fear of dying for the alliance. But when I think of someone dying for me uh, and then the middle of that thought switches to how did you deal with all the deaths of the people on Elysium? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said it was my job to get everybody out. I failed. I vowed not to let it happen again. And I will do the same for Caden. I will do better for him. Uh, which fucking broke my fucking heart yeah. again. Um, and she says, thanks for the advice. And then, uh, and then I asked, what'd you think of the last mission? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says the odds were against us or the odds are against us. Uh, and I said, we do have an advantage because we know that they're coming now. Like it's not an, a complete unknown. And she said, she's not going to lay down and die, but she's infantry and guns are useless yeah. against the Reapers. Uh, and she says, that's what pisses me off. Not being able to shoot back. Uh, yeah, which is kind of sad also. Yeah, um, I had a little bit of uh, extra dialogue here because I'm yeah, because she's my <laughs> boo. Um, she, you know, she says that she hopes things will come together. She wants like Caden's loss to like mean something. And because uh, spoiler alert, Jin's having a bit of a heel turn. <gasps> um he says that he's skeptical and she's actually the one who's like, I, you know, have some faith. Uh, she says everything happens for a reason. Um, she points out like Shepard is exactly where he needs to be. You know, ex- she says you're exactly where the galaxy needs you. Um, <laughs> I find these dialogue, like this romance, all of the romance dialogue is kind of bad, but like in this game, mm. I find her so cringe for some reason or like the dialogue, like in this romance, not just her dialogue, but also Jin's. He says, where do you need me, chief? I know <laughs> you're making a face. That yeah, is exactly what? how I feel about Ugh. that. Ew. Um, and she says, I need time to think. We've been so focused on the mission. And, you know, when we're done, it'll be different. Um, and I agree with her. Yeah. Um, I agree. The, the the romance stuff in this game generally is just so weird. Like I talked to Liara maybe two times and she's like, yeah, we have something right. It's like, hey, <laughs> I mean, sure. But like what? <laughs> Like, hey, yeah. video game, because it, it, it they make it seem like the the way that time is passing, like mm-hmm. months have passed or something. Um, right. Which like maybe. Sure. I mean, we're doing a lot of space travel, but like, yeah, show that 
in the game somehow. <laughs> like to me, yeah. it doesn't feel like that because everything happens in an instant and we use these mass red relays to travel in an instant because that's the thing mm-hmm. that they do. But like if there is like time passing between missions or like whatever in these flights, like I want to know about it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I can only suspend my disbelief so far, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely get that. And I think that um, I'd like to say that it gets better um, later in the series. And I think that it does. But to some extent, there is a, like when you're starting a new romance, mm. there is a bit of abruptness <laughs> where mm. it's kind of like, so we doing this thing, you know, like and there's always kind of a moment so where it's weird. like I've you know, you've picked enough dialogue options that could in some cultures be considered flirting. Um, you know, what are we? Um, and it, it does feel a little clunky. Mm -hmm. I think where it shines, which don't, you know, let this influence the decisions you make in future games. But I think where it shines is when you have a romance over two or three Mm -hmm. games, Mm -hmm. um, where there is really a nice buildup. Um, I'm just thinking about my favorite romance. Uh, I won't spoil anything in case you decide to um, go for Garrus at one point. Um, But I do think that his, that, that romantic arc is um, I think a great example of that, of a sort of slow burn. And yeah, so I think it, it definitely gets more sophisticated. There is always a little bit of like, and it's always a little bit forced, I guess, is yeah. sort of the way yeah. that it feels. Um, but a lot of them are really well written um, and show you different sides of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't judge the romance based solely on this game. because yeah. it is, It's a running joke that like you talk to someone three times in this game and they're like, I love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit better. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm certainly <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not like discounting it because I know that's like a huge part of the games, but it, it kind of does feel like Bioware being like they like made a whole game and they were like, also, <laughs> you could date them. Maybe yeah. I, we'll figure that They'll, it's like they made that promise and then like mm-hmm. worked backwards from that promise of like, you'll right. be able to date them. And then we're like, fuck, 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 fuck. How do we do this? Yeah. Uh, just talk to them a few times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Talk to them a few times and then you're all in. There is no, mm-hmm. there is no gradual ramp yeah. up. It's just like, pew. so yeah, <sighs> that's, that's all the conversations there. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, when you go to the navigation screen, Joker says that, uh, Ambassador Udina wants us back at the Citadel because I don't know where they got this information. I don't know if I just missed a line of dialogue that I had mm-hmm. said earlier or something, but Saren is going to attack the Citadel. So they want us to come back and talk about that. I right. Am I, am I remembering that right? Yeah. So basically, remember. um, I forget if he tells you that the, the council certainly does. The council um, definitely does. Yeah. But it seems like it was yeah, knowledge he, that I should know or something. Yeah. It's so when, when you have this conversation with Joker, he's like, listen, the Citadel is assembling a fleet to deal with him. Um, and Udina wants you to come back and you're like, okay, awesome. Finally, <laughs> the council believes me and is yeah. going to deal with this. And part of me, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. I just, mm-hmm. part of me feels like this doesn't happen until you do whatever third mission you have left between Liara, Pharaoh, in Novaria. Correct. I feel, okay, Correct. okay, 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 okay. Because that makes sense because you're like, oh my gosh, finally. And it's like, it's been like mm-hmm. 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but if you if you hadn't Got done it. 
the third of those. It would have been after that. Um, okay. So yeah, it, it immediately cuts to like, you land on the Citadel and like, you don't even get like a wander around the Citadel and then go to the council when you're yeah. ready. It's like, they just immediately put you in front of the council. Yep. Um, and they're like, okay, great work. We've put patrols at all of the mass relays linking to the Terminus systems. So uh, if Saren comes to attack, to attack the Citadel, we'll be ready. <laughs> um, yeah. And you're like, what about yeah the- like that's not the issue right <laughs> the issue is that saren is you know going to unleash a race of ai who are going to destroy all of us right and they're like <laughs> no we're not doing this reaper <laughs> shit anymore with you we'll take it from here yeah and udina um and you're like, send the fleet to fucking Ilos. Um, and the, they say no, because if they terminus systems are not Citadel space. So if they send uh, a fleet there, it'll start a war. And so that bleep. I'm raising my hand. Yes, they're not Citadel space. What are they? They're just planets with people on them that aren't Citadel aff- affiliated. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. it's the, the Citadel doesn't oversee the entire galaxy. Right, there are right. just like parts of the galaxy that are like under their purview. Yeah. Um, and Terminus systems are not uh, among there. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> they refuse to, to send the fleet there. And Udina's like, I agree with them. Stand down. Their whole point is like Saren's greatest weapon was his, you know, the fact that he was operating in secret. Now he's been exposed, so he's no threat. And it's like, what are you not understanding? (laughs) What's not Um, Yeah. So they they're like, no, no, we think his real plan is that he's just going to come attack the Citadel and the Reapers are a distraction. Right. Um, He's a master deceiver, they say, or something. Yeah. Okay. And your last ditch effort is like, okay, if you want to send the fleet, just send me, please just send me. And yeah. they're like, you're too reckless everywhere. We send you, you like destroy something. Um, yeah. Udina, like uh, control your guy. Um, <laughs> and Udina's like, we've got it from here. Like get the fuck out of here. You're embarrassing. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fucking and God. he says you are, they've, uh, suspended all of the Normandy's Normandy systems. They've locked them out. You're grounded. Um, go to your room <laughs> yeah and like kicks you out of the meeting yeah um that fucking sucks <laughs> sucks man that blows so bad uh so then we are back on the ship uh by our locker and we are sad um mm-hmm. <laughs> and i assume it's whoever your love interest is at this point yeah approaches you so liara approaches me says i can't believe they've done they've done this to you i say i showed them the truth and they still don't believe i've shown them the truth over and over again and they still don't mm-hmm. believe me and she says the council owes the council owes you so much everything but instead they've stripped instead of uh believing you they've stripped you of your command uh and i said while they sit saren is looking for the conduit she says perhaps we could appeal and get them to reverse their decisions i said i pushed them as hard as i could they wouldn't budge and she says, so you're just giving up and dooming the entire galaxy to extinction, <laughs> to which I replied, we lost the battle, not the war. We'll figure it out. Uh, and then she says, I'm with you every step of the way. Helps me up. We exchange a glance. I guess. I, I, yeah. Yeah. We exchange glances for a moment and then begin to move toward each other to kiss. Uh, and then Joker interrupts us and says not to interrupt this tender moment, but the captain wants to see you at Flux, uh, which is a bar mm-hmm. in the citadel uh and so i said okay (laughs) 
see. Uh, how was your moment with Ashley? Yeah, so she approaches. Uh, she's kind of she's taking kind of a victory lap. She's like, I fucking told you. Oh I told God. you this is what would happen. Um, not not in like as aggressive as a way, but it's pretty much like what she's what she's saying. Sure. And you're kind of like, I really thought that like they would help, but I'm I'm not going to let Sovereign win. And she's like, you know, I'm with you, you know, not only to like save the galaxy, but also I want you to be happy and whatever you need, I'll help. If there's more dialogue, I didn't write it down and said, I just wrote this romance sucks. And then um, <laughs> we had the same moment where we almost kissed and uh, Joker interrupted with the same message. Uh, <laughs> did you, there's a way to ask, you could be like, Joker, are you spying on us? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> and ask. He's like, uh, nope, just needed to pass along this message. Just um, great. Very good. So yeah, then um, we do some some walking around the Citadel. Mm-hmm. I did a side mission here mm-hmm. um, that I just want to touch on really quick. Yeah, um, I also want to touch on something which wasn't a full mission, but um, yeah. but you go first. Yeah, so I, I, I had come to the Citadel before I went to uh, Vermeer and done just like a whole bunch of side stuff and just like kind of ran around and did some stuff. Nothing super interesting. Uh, but I did run into this guy uh, in the space between like if you come the whatever, if you're on your way to the wards mm-hmm. from the Presidium, there's like a, a whole, you know, underground like hallway. You run into this guy named Zabalta um, who says, hey, I recognize you. I used to serve with your mom. Could you give me 20 credits? It's clear that he is like in some sort of dis- distress, like he seems homeless mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, like if you need 20 credits, is that if that's going to like help you stay alive for today? There you go. And he says, thank you so much, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so then basically you get a quest in your journal that's like, call your mom. <laughs> call, your, <laughs> call, call your mom and see what Zabalt is up to. Um, yeah, I've never done this quest, so I did not know you could do that. Yeah. So um, then when I went on back on the Normandy to go to Vermeer, I called my mom first. <laughs> um, it's surreal because in my head, like... Shepard just like appeared in in the world and yeah. doesn't have a parent yeah. or family or like you know whatever um it's just so interesting because like she answers and she's like ah exo Shepard uh, you know on whatever ship she's on um and you're like <laughs> you say like mommy yeah you're like hey and she's like oh I, I can't really talk right now like we're kind of busy and she's like this is just gonna take a second sorry and I tell her I ran into Zabalta mm-hmm. I you know ask if she remembers him and she's like oh yeah of course I remember him he was great uh, blah 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 uh, and then tells you that they were together I don't remember if they were together um, they had served together at some point um, okay. and then she talks about how he Zabalta hasn't been the same since Mindwar um, oh which is a planet the Batarians attacked and like kidnapped and tortured a whole bunch of humans and he was there but he for one reason or another wasn't able to help mm-hmm. you know he he could see what was happening and like i don't know if his you know battalion was like pushed back or whatever um or if he himself was like captured at some point and had to escape whatever i, I don't know the exact specifics but she's like he has mm-hmm. never been the same since that like she says you remember that you were in high school <laughs> which was also a very funny thing to think about shepherd in high school mm-hmm. you're making a face like you're having a revelation right now yeah, so um if you choose the sole survivor background for your shepherd, this is what Shepherd survived. Shepherd ha- grew what? up on or uh, yeah, on Mindwar. Um was 16 during this raid. Their f- friends and relatives were all killed. They survived and were rescued by an alliance patrol. Oh my. That's wild. I didn't even know this was in the game. Holy shit. 
Wow. Okay. So I, uh, wow. Yeah. So I imagine he was probably part of that Alliance patrol, but in his, in his world, he didn't save them. Yeah. Like he, he failed. There was no soul survivor. There was no soul survivor. Right. Everybody died. Holy fuck. That's good. That's good. Good Um, shit. Good shit. Um, Yeah. So, wow. Um, So then it's very clear that he's like suffering from some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) And there's this this weird line where you're like, oh, he must be really sensitive. And your mom's like, yeah, he used to cry a lot. I was like, what the fuck are we doing, (laughs) video game? Like, what the fuck? He watched people be like like, hogtied and kidnapped and murdered. You don't have to be sensitive to be traumatized (laughs) by something like that. I was like, this was a weird pivot for this game to take, but that's fine. Yeah, there's Um, a lot of toxic masculinity in the mm, game as we have identified. Yeah. But Kim, Gortney and her mom are both women. (laughs) (laughs) Women can't exhibit toxic masculinity. Checkmate. (laughs) Um, uh, So your mom is like, look, tell him to go talk to uh, the go to the Veterans Affairs office on the Citadel Mm -hmm. and like, you know, get himself cleaned up and whatever and and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, okay, I'll go do that. So then I do Vermeer (laughs) and then I come back. Um, he's in the same spot in that, in that like hallway area mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, thanks for the 20 credits. Like, do you think you could float me some more? And I bring up Minduar and he explains to me the specifics of like, you know, mm-hmm. I saw people like tied up like pigs and like, you know, blah, just all this horrible, horrible stuff. Uh, and then he says, I've been looking 13 years for something to make that site go away. Mm-hmm. Um, so he obviously turns to alcohol mm-hmm. and just like. You know, he uses that to to uh, stop the dreams, he says. And then I get a charm or intimidate option along with the regular options <laughs> to which the mm-hmm. fucking. So the, the charm option, which is the one I chose, is uh, I, I tell him to go to the veteran, the veterans affairs office. Um, and he's like, OK, if your mom wants me to, I will, because I like respect her a lot and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then before he leaves, he says she was always naive. VAO is just pump just gonna pump me full of chemicals um and tell me if and you know and send me on my way uh she says if she wants to like talk to me tell her to call the citadel whatever whatever you mm-hmm. call when you're calling the citadel uh and that's the end of the quest there is no like go talk to your mom again um oh, wow. that's kind of the end of it and that was kind of a bummer but i thought that was a really interesting thing that they explored <laughs> but really quick before we go on and talk about that the mm-hmm. intimidate option on the opposite end uh mm-hmm. so the the charm one was go to veterans affairs the intimidate is <laughs> no one understands me when oh my god <laughs> was like, what the fuck oh, <laughs> oh god that sucks why would you say that <laughs> like what and like maybe that's the secret right answer because telling him to go to the vao he just seems like look i like i've done this before and it hasn't helped but i'll do it for your mom yeah dude but i don't know um wild Jesus. so I, I just thought that was like a very interesting thing and like another another uh instance of this game like you know war and battles and all this stuff is all talked about in these like abstract things of like stuff that has happened mm-hmm. you know hundreds of years ago with like the formation of the citadel and the council or sorry the formation of the council and all that stuff and you know all these other wars that you hear about but but similar to to talking to the Solarians and, and like Captain Kirahi and stuff like seeing a man who has been so deeply affected by this war that happened 13 years ago mm-hmm. um, and hasn't been able to recover is like a very real thing um, yeah. and is like a thing that is not really addressed 
in any mm-hmm. other portion of the game. Uh, there, there is definitely, I mean, brighter minds than than I have uh, <laughs> written at length about, mm. you know, how video games uh, sort of propagate this very pro-military stance in a lot of cases. And I think that Mass Effect absolutely does that in in many cases. I would be hard pressed off the top of my head to think of other examples of it sort of grappling with, you know, things like post-traumatic stress disorder in, in, you know, people who have served. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm, kind of glad that it's in here. I wish it was more, like I said, I've never played, (laughs) I've never done that. Um, and so I, I wish it was, uh, highlighted a bit more. Um, but yeah, that is a really interesting quest. The thing I was going to say earlier is I don't know for sure again, because I haven't done it, but I would not be surprised if that is not the last you've seen of that character in Gortney's, uh, (laughs) journey through the trilogy. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. So there was something similar to this that I wanted to, uh, to talk about. And I know that you had this dialogue and the way that I know that AJ is that today Tara posted in the workplay vibe (laughs) (laughs) discord, a photo of a book that she was reading. And in the background were your hands holding an Xbox controller. And then on the TV, barely, I could see it was Mass Effect. And I, I was like, computer enhance, enhance. And I zoomed in and I saw that you were talking to a man named Charles Saracino of the Terra Firma party. <laughs> yeah, I sure did talk to this fucker. Yeah. Fuck so uh, this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. I just thought it was so funny that <laughs> you saw that. I was like, is that Egypt playing Mass Effect? That's oh, yeah, I know where this is. Um, fuck, so, that's so funny. Yeah. So we, I mentioned the Terraforma party earlier. Basically, they are a like Earth first, uh, humanity first political party in the Alliance. Um, and in the part of the wards, uh, if you pass by, there is like a protest happening of people from the terra firma party, (laughs) including this guy, Charles Saraceno, who was running for office, um, within this party. And he's like, you know, earth should stand firm against alien influences. And they keep referring to like citadel appeasers or something. Um, Gross. And I happen to have Ashley with me. Oh my God. For this scene, which I'm so glad I did. She echoes something when we, I spoke with her about the Terra Firma party before. Yes, and she echoes too. the same thing she said then. Um, and she says, listen, it's a noble goal, but it's too bad that so many of your supporters are just racist. <laughs> yeah. And he, he gives me, he gives basically the like, well, you know, some have extreme views, but a few bad apples shouldn't spoil the bunch. Like just because the alt-right is a little bit racist doesn't, (laughs) fuck off. Um, As I mentioned, Jin is having a bit of a heel turn. Right. And I'll just go ahead and talk about this right now. Losing Caden just to have the Citadel and, and Eugenia turn on him has him questioning all of his old Paragon values <laughs> and thinking that maybe humanity really does need to go it alone. Whoa. Um, I don't love this for him or for me. 
That's awesome. I hate this, in fact. But I, I, uh, I told you going in, like, I wanted to sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. the election Sakai thing, which this is really pretty diff. It, it manifests differently. Um, Jin Sakai does not have what I would call a heel turn. And goes sure. to Tsushima. Um, he just sort of resorts to more and more extreme methods um, mm. to defeat an enemy that doesn't play by the old playbook that, yeah. you know, samurai are used to. Yeah. Here, you know, especially in this game, Renegade is a little shitty. But um, I was like, I do want to, again, I like... <laughs> I'm trying to do things I haven't done before. And I think it would be interesting as I'm role playing him. I, I was like, you know what? This is like, it makes sense in this narrative. And I, part of this is because I happen to know what is coming in future games. Right. And so I know that it's going to make for a very cool arc for, for a character. So okay. I'm like fully in role play mode. Um, yeah. Which is strange because I, I had been finding that like, like I've said before, like I, you know, I did a Paragon run and I did a Renegade run. And this is the first time that I'm kind of mixing it up and just saying, you know what, if I don't pass certain checks and it makes the game more interesting because I don't have enough Paragon or Renegade points, fine. So I actually am to almost to my surprise, getting to have a really different experience than I ever have had playing Mass Effect. Very before, cool. Which is very fun. Um, <laughs> but as part of that, I'm really leaning into the role play here. And so I, <laughs> while I am directly responsible for Jin's actions <laughs> going forward, I'm doing it for narrative reasons. Sure. So all of this is to say... <laughs> Ashley points out that a bunch of them are racist. He gives the bad apples don't spoil the bunch uh, speech. And I agree with him. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Um, and uh, eventually he's like, so will I have your vote? And I say, yes. My notes here say in parentheses, parentheses, vom. Um, and then he asks if I will endorse him. Yeah. And he brings up Shang-Chi. Right. Shangxi was the colony where Ashley's grandfather surrendered. Fuck. She's oh like, no. we, we can never let another Shangxi happen again. Fuck. And Ash is standing there right over <sighs> my shoulder. Oh my God. And I, and so he's oh like, my God. you know, and, and you get, you get options here where it's like, you know, you can just say, hell yeah, I'll endorse you. It's just yeah. the full renegade option. You can yeah. get, the middle option, which is like, I can't endorse you like, cause it wouldn't be appropriate for me as like sure. an acting, you know, member of the military. Um, and then you have the Paragon option. That's just like, you know what? I don't really agree with what you believe in. Yeah. And so I went with the Paragon option. Nice. And I love that. And it, it gave me a moment of like, okay, I'm getting a more nuanced view of Ashley. I'm getting a more nuanced view of my own character. And it was a really interesting, it's the first time I think that I've ever had such an interesting role-playing moment in this game. Yeah. And so I'm really hyped now on this idea of, you know, I mentioned, I think in the last episode, um, my, my friend Aaron, who recently did a run through where it was like, they're mostly renegade, but they have a soft spot for colonists. I think that this yeah. is I want to endorse again this idea of finding some value that isn't just like they're a paragon, they're a renegade. Mm -hmm. Find if you're if you're replaying this game and you want to do something new and um, add a little bit of interesting flavor to it, find hooks 
that are a little bit the, the think outside the box with role playing your character. Cause I like, I've never had a moment like that before in this game. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested to see how things work out with the Ashley stuff. And, and, uh, you know, as I progress with Jin, what the vibe is. I love that. Um, I yeah, love that for you. It was a really cool moment. Yeah. And I guess maybe since I explained Jin's whole deal, I, maybe now is a good time to revisit the question I brought up earlier. Yeah. Which is like, how have you been playing Gortney? Are you making the decisions that you you feel like you would make if you were in her shoes or mm. are you role playing to any extent? And if so, what is the. Yeah, um, I said in the beginning that I was trying to role play Gortney as kind of this like Jin Sakae-esque arc um, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you have these values in the beginning and then quickly start questioning them and whatever, whatever, um, which I think is is probably an easy arc to to kind of have in these games mm-hmm. because like that's just kind of, I don't know, just kind of how it sets you up to, to be as like a player to like slowly stop trusting the council to like actually do anything mm-hmm. useful. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think I'm mostly just like playing myself now um, mm-hmm. at this point, just because I'm so wrapped up in everything going on um, that I'm less concerned about like making an interesting shepherd. And I'm just now playing a me shepherd I, for, I the, think for the most part. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this a lot with, with Brendan and Steven and yeah. at the episode zero, but yeah. I, I think that's good to me. I think I like that for you. And I think <laughs> just keep, keep doing that and don't second guess yourself based on whether something has enough Paragon or Renegade points, because mm. it will lead to interesting things happening because my, my first playthrough, I really did just stick to the Paragon path because yeah. I knew that it would, it, it could influence checks. And I was like, I just want to save everyone, <laughs> which is a, a totally valid way to play. Um, yeah. and I, that to me is my Canon playthrough. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it'll, I can speak to what happens if you do the Paragon playthrough and I can speak to what happens if you do the Renegade run through. So I, I want to keep encouraging you to just like follow your heart. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to, I'm still mostly Paragon, but like we said last time, I'm like basically a fourth almost Renegade. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was it had mostly been like the council choices of like, hey, fucking listen to me. Are you mm-hmm. fucking stupid? But I, I think even more so since Vermeer, some of my choices with other people have been the renegade choice, too, because mm-hmm. I think at this point I'm I'm a little angry and upset. And like, I just, you know, so I, I'm, you know, I'm just playing. I'm playing that way. So. So, yeah, I, I, I had the intention of role playing a, a, a shepherd, but um, I do think it's more interesting, like. For for a first time, I think it's more interesting to just mm-hmm. like play how however you would answer, um, just like to role play yourself. I agree in in space. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I think if you role play, I, th- I think going into it in in late if in other playthroughs, which I think I will play this game uh, more times, which is wild because I don't do that with it video gets, games. Um, it gets more and more rewarding every time somehow. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the way to role play like. It, in later playthroughs is the way that Aaron is doing it of like, choose. Mm -hmm. And like you said, exactly what you said, just like choose one thing that is you're really passionate about. Um, Mm -hmm. and then stick with that. And then every other choice just kind of, you know, whatever. I think that's, that's a really compelling and interesting thing because I'm less interested in the, like, 
oh, will I have enough intimidate points or will I have enough charm points to do whatever mm-hmm. thing? Like if I don't have the option, whatever, I don't have the option is, is my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, so so whenever I'm making the like Paragon or Renegade choice, I'm I'm less concerned about like, oh, is this going to give me too many points or like not give me mm-hmm. enough points and whatever? Like I'm not really super keeping track of that stuff. And I think that's also the way to do it. Uh, for your first time is to like not really pay attention to what the Paragon and Renegade stuff actually means um, and yeah. to max out your charm and intimidate as soon as possible, no matter what. So that way you have all of the, the dialogue choices, regardless of, <laughs> of your your like scale, because mm-hmm. that is something that that's been really re- rewarding, too, for me is to have all the choices um, and then not even always choose like the charmer or intimidate one, because like. I don't know. I feel like there's some situations you like shouldn't be able to talk your way out of. Yeah. So I guess in terms of role playing, that is like the farthest role playing I've done. There's been a couple of choices where like I haven't done the charm or intimidate because I was like, well, this just isn't, you know, this isn't a thing that we should be able yeah. to like get get out of. Um, yeah, it's not the most interesting option always. Right. And yeah, to, to put a bow on it, I think I totally agree. I think in retrospect, the way to play really is to just for your first playthrough specifically just go through and make the options that yeah. that you would make because at the end you're going to see everything so clearly um, and it gets hard to, you know, like I said, I think early on, like it gets hard to break out of that metagaming mm-hmm. when you know kind of which <laughs> which threads you can pull yeah. to get to get different outcomes. Yeah. Your first playthrough is your opportunity to just see where the cards fall. So I I have now fully come back around. Uh, you know, this is a question that I asked um, and was super interested in sort of like coming to a conclusion about uh when we started the season and i am like firmly now of the opinion that like i think almost go in as blind as possible yeah yeah i completely agree just like play the game however you would play it and i mean if you're listening to this episode if you're hearing this conversation like you probably have played the game or you have already ruined like the biggest mission in the game for yourself so sorry (laughs) about that but try try to play the game as as like blank slate as possible i think will be Mm -hmm. our formal advice for this video game yeah and just be true to yourself, you know, trust the shepherd inside. Yeah, yeah. the sh- real shepherd is the friends we made along. OK, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to Flux. Yeah, uh, I I mean, I, I took notes in the conversation, but it's like nothing wild. I don't think really. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically tells you uh, you go see Captain Anderson in Flux and he's like, hey, sorry, you got grounded, but <laughs> I'm, this is bullshit. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> and I'm going to get you out of the Citadel uh, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he gives you this one option of like, oh, I can go. I was kind of foggy on this option. I didn't know exactly what the goal was here, but he had mm-hmm. to sneak past some guards to do a thing. Yeah. So basically, Udina has given an order to Citadel Control to shut down, you know, the Normandy's systems. I don't know how they can do that, but whatever. Um, hand wavy. So... <laughs> Anderson's like, listen, I'm going to get you out of here. We have two options. I can go straight to Citadel Control and hack into one of their systems and like grant you the access you need. Or I can go break into Udina's office and his computer and basically remove the order, like lift that order. Mm -hmm. So then Citadel Control will just let you go. Mm -hmm. And you, you get the option to decide which one Anderson does. What did you choose, AJ? Uh, I had him go into Adina's office. I felt like that was the safer and better option. Mm-hmm. 
It is the better option. <laughs> it is the better option. <laughs> Let me say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Garrus and Liara with me at this point. And um, when he brings up the, f- the first plan of going to Citadel Control, Garrus is like, that mm-hmm. area is like fully guarded up. Like there's yeah. armed guards up there. That is a dangerous thing to yeah. do. And he's like, okay, we, or I could go to see Ambassador Udina and do this whole, or not see him, but go to his computer and, and you know, mm-hmm. take the grounding order off or whatever um yeah. and liara basically liara brings up like hey if you do that you're that's like a serious crime like you'll be charged with treason uh mm-hmm. he's like i don't fucking care we don't have any choice and you need to go do this yeah i worth noting although both of these things seem very renegade to me uh going to udina's office is the paragon option I did and paragon going points. To, I was like, what? yeah going to citadel control is the renegade option and i don't really know why <laughs> Because they're both they're uh, six of one half dozen of the other man, but okay. Yeah, th- this seems um, like a, a great point, a, a great spot for the game to show. Like, look, Renegade can still be the right choice. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of late <laughs> in the game for it to show you that, but I think that's like a perfectly perfect time to show you. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes being Renegade is the right answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Anyway, um, so I told him to go break into Dina's office, and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm going to go do that." You go get in the Normandy and have Joker have the engines warmed up so you can fucking get mm-hmm. out of there. Um, and, you know, the Normandy being a stealth ship, they're like, you'll be <laughs> you'll be on Islas before they even realize you've left. Yeah. Um, just like, OK, cool. So then we go to the ship. We're getting ready to leave. And then we see uh, Udina in his office. The door opens. Captain Anderson walks in. He's not in his like admiral's outfit. He is just in like a regular kind of like what Caden would be wearing of like the like mm-hmm. muscle shirt and like leather pants <laughs> um, and like walks in with this like strong man pose. And Eugene is like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up? And he fucking just clocks him right in the he fucking says face. Nothing, he doesn't say anything. Which is so good. Knocks this dude out. And then we cut back to the Normandy and the, the magnets or whatever come off. And we're like, all right, like, go, 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 go go zoom uh and then we fly away and um to me that is the that is the ending of the vermeyer arc chapter thing mm-hmm. like all the stuff that happens in the citadel is is just like kind of an epilogue i think um but this is the real ending and we as we lead into the end game of mass effect yeah one yeah so uh we're gonna finish the game next episode yeah. <laughs> i'm so fucking amped. oh that's There's- so cool there's even more good shit coming. I'm Ugh. so f- I'm really hyped about it. I'm really, really yeah. hyped about it, especially now. I, I like I, the stuff I thought I knew that was like like late series stuff, not even late game stuff, late series stuff. The, mm-hmm. the, the fact that that's not even the end of the first game. Um, yeah, I'm fucking psyched. I am. I am all aboard. Choo choo. Ready to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. So. Fuck. I love it. I'm yeah. so happy. I'm just going to hit you up for your rankings before uh, I let you go to sleep. Yeah. It's late over <laughs> it is there. Late. Um, I don't know if they've changed No. Yeah, because like there wasn't a whole lot. I didn't have a whole lot of character stuff this time. Uh, and and like Rex and Tally and Garrus are already S's. Mm-hmm. Um. Unfortunately for Liara, I think she's still an A. Yeah. And and Ashley still Ashley still kind of stinks. Like I chose her for narrative reasons and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to those things hopefully paying off. Um yeah. but she is still like literally nothing changed about her. I, I, I <laughs> you know? So so sorry for the boring yeah. rankings, but I think they are all the so, same. So 
No, that's fine. Um, so this is the first time I think that I'm going to do some rankings because something has changed. Hell for me. Yeah. I, as I said last time, I think that my rankings have uh, were since the beginning of this playthrough mm-hmm. pretty much where you have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to bump Ash up to a C. Okay. And that is largely because of that conversation that happened wow. uh, with shitty McShitface from the shit party. Um, <laughs> and realizing that like, in this case, my shepherd was expressing more extreme views than mm. she was in relief, helped me see some nuance and the potential for more nuance. So, um, a tentative C yeah. for Ash. Yeah. Don't disappoint me in yeah. future games, girl. You know what? I'm also going to move her up to a tentative C um, because I'm hoping that these, this, this little pep talk that I gave her about like, you know, mm-hmm. not martyring herself and stuff. Um, and her and 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 for for joining with the Solarians with like no questions asked is, is kind of a baseline thing. But like for her, it feels like that's kind of a, 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 a I don't know in in the circumstances like she is a soldier. Yes. And I think she would make that decision no matter what. But I think her having like made that decision, fought with these people um, and then like come out of it, I think has mm-hmm. has maybe hopefully given her the the perspective to be like, oh, maybe they aren't bad yeah um and we'll see i don't know i don't know so 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 tentative c as well for for ashley um and actually i think i'm also gonna bump liara down to a b uh because of her uh sarin simpli uh sympathizing um i don't that is not the right move (laughs) not everything has to be logic girl like (laughs) use your okay use your heart (laughs) Um, (laughs) turn that brain off sometimes uh, which I understand is not a thing that uh, sorry can really do all the time, but whatever. Uh, so so Ashley C, Liara B, Caden A, Rex Tally Garris S. Okay. There you go. Sorry, I'm just gonna write these down because I like keeping track <laughs> of them. Oh, uh, just uh, while you're doing that, um, something that was really funny about Kirihi and the Solarians being on your ship. He's like, "Hey, thanks for letting us be on the ship, but we'll be we'll be out at your next jump. So, like, no matter where you go, they're just gone." <laughs> Which I think is very very funny. Um, uh, that's rankings. That's the chapter. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> As always, I'm so glad you're enjoying. I'm it. having such a good fucking time. Um, and and now I'm. This is like uh, in in Fire Emblem when we passed Geralt's death. Like I don't know anything else about this video game. Sweet. So I am looking forward to it. I'm really really about this game or about like trilogy about this game. Okay. There are a couple things that I do know that I don't want to tell you that I know. <laughs> okay. So there you go. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much to Amaranthan for writing our intro and outro track. Thank you so much to Scout for making our art. It's wonderful. If you want to follow them or buy any of their stuff, all their links are in the show notes. Uh, if you want to follow the show, that link is also in the show notes on Twitter. You can also join the worst garbage discord. That is at the very bottom of our, uh, show notes is the uh, link to the worst garbage online, which has links to all the different shows in the network, uh, all the social medias and the discord, which is where we are primarily located now uh, for discourse about the show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at AJ Falari. link also in the show notes. Follow me at Okimis. <sighs> Kim, it's 1145. 
yeah. on the eastern coast of the United States. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final words for us before March 1st ends? I sure do, AJ. I am the vanguard of your season finale. This exchange is over. <laughs> and then it'll just cut. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. TWG, the worst garbage, the online.